0: 37. This is it's it's Christmas day. It's fucking it's time. It's time for our families to get together Oh wait, COVID-19 It's It's got us emo. It, it's got us. It's got us feeling great. Sometimes it's up and down either way Here we are. It's Dan and Josh once again Hello, Dan This will be interesting because last time Josh
1: was stoned to fucking planet Pluto, but this time he's drunk
0: or we're going to be drunk. Well, we, we've had two Guinnesses each.
1: I mean, two Guinnesses is big for me, but for Josh, <laughs> we'll leave it there. Um, <laughs> <yeah. coughs> um, so we've got we've got the Bacardi Black here, and theoretically, by the end of this, we will have finished one quarter of it. <laughs> nah,
0: more than that. More think. than a quarter, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We got some rum and coke, yeah. and uh, bottoms up.
1: Yeah. You drink fast. Is your mouth larger than mine? I don't know. Just used to sucking off. <laughs> or oh. <laughs> well, maybe it's an Australian thing. I don't know. I've been bullied into many, many an alcoholic experience. And these aren't just regular
0: shots as well. These are at least 2.7 ounces. <laughs> Woo. I feel like my um, my gag reflex has been opened up just due to recent experiences. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, um, I think a few episodes ago I had said that um i just couldn't unlock my gag reflex and then fast forward a few episodes and i had a fun little night with my girlfriend not girlfriend and um drank a lot a lot a lot of alcohol um and then smoked a little bit of weed at the end everything started spinning and boy oh boy i haven't thrown up like that in fucking years
1: all it takes is one time and that's the thing is that your brain just creates that association once you've done that you've You've, you've opened a new gateway and that's why, that's why kids, you should do drugs because if you have, <laughs> if you have a good experience, if you have a spiritual experience on mushrooms or LSD, it'll change your life. You'll, you'll be, you will be uh for the better, but if you fuck yourself up and, and get too drunk, then, uh, oh, <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> oh. that was a bad task. Yeah. Um. But that's, that's kind of, that's kind of part of being like a, a child, especially like, like I, I started drinking early in that, <laughs> I'm not condoning this, but, um, I started like, I had my first drink at like 12. Yeah. I was like 12 when I was at my friend Tyler's place and like, we, um, we used to steal beer from his dad's fridge and just eat beer and crackers and play GTA and just like see how many stars we could rack up.
1: It's it's like Nazi Zombies, the GTA version.
0: Yeah. So, what what, what was your kind of entrance into drinking?
1: Okay. I actually have some interesting first drink stories. So, the first time I ever got drunk wasn't as cool, except it was what it was. And then the second time was just fun. Tell
0: me about the first time. Why was it not cool? Well,
1: so, after school, um, we had this friend called Zanska. And me and my friend Jack went to Zanska's house. And he was a bit of a loose unit. So... Um, we went to his house and we were feeling particularly rebellious one day. And, um, his mom had this liquor cabinet that she didn't, tr- she didn't touch any of the alcohol. It was just a cabinet full of liquor. And we're like, mate, like your mum doesn't even drink this stuff. She just likes to look at it. <laughs> so we should drink it and just fill it with water. And he was like, all right, fuck yeah, let's do it. That's the classic. So uh, of course, as soon as we pull out alcohol, everyone's a bartender. Oh yeah, so this thing.
0: I was talking. (laughs) You pour like roughly this much inside, and it will bubble up. Yeah, I'm like, (laughs) uh, I'm
1: like mixing shit together, and we're like, do you know you're like
0: 14? You're like, I (laughs) heard. Yeah, it's just like
1: that. Tastes like shit. Fuck that. Yeah. Um, and then so we ended up just doing screwdrivers, which for those of you that don't know, it's just vodka and orange juice. Um, so just banging screwdrivers, and then um this was after school keep in mind i'm pretty sure it was a school night as well we had school the next day (laughs) and then so we went down to the park where like people at the park like people after school they go and hang out at the park and for some reason my friend had like a fucking video camera on him so he kind of like blair witch style documented the entire experience of us drinking and like it was pretty funny because it was just he's like what's up guys we're uh we're drunk down at Hayes paddock, and I was like, "Dude, don't fucking say we're drunk, like it, <laughs> our fucking parents, don't tell them, dude. They'll yeah, know don't, we're druggies." Yeah, don't tell them. Our fucking parents look at us in trouble. And he's like, "All right, we're not drunk." And then like we just that was my first experience, and we we're like a little bit dizzy, and I was like, "Okay, I guess that's what drunk is." And then the second time, I was like, "All right, well, I know what being drunk's like." So this guy in the older year level, I kind of like wanted to get in with the year eights when I was in year seven. Always, you yeah. always
0: want to get in with the higher grades. Yeah,
1: yeah, I wanted to be that cool kid. So he invites me to this gathering. We call it gaths in Australia. That's Gap. a cool, cool Australian slang for you. I'm not sure if that's if that's anywhere else. I'm sure it is. It's a swear word somewhere, you fucking yeah. gath. Yeah. <laughs> Get gath. out of my face, you fucking gath. Gath. Yeah. You goths and you gaths. Um <laughs> Female goth. <laughs> the Gath. There's <laughs> <laughs> the goths and the Gaths. Um, um so anyway, then the second time I was like, I know what being drunk's like. I'm in this chick's house. Name was Antonia. Shout out to Antonia. I doubt you're watching the podcast, but if you are like shout out to you. Um And so, we're sitting on the top bunk of this bed, and I'm sitting with um, my friend Tristan. We're just slamming orange juice and vodka. I'm like, dude, like at that such a party beverage. At that age, you do not have an aversion
0: yet to alcohol. No,
1: I'm drunk, dude.
0: Are you? (laughs) I'm drunk. <laughs> um. Uh, um. You, he's, he's not even making an impression. We're like we, we've been, we've been steady drinking. We just, we just slammed back one of these. Yeah. We're just gonna keep going with this. like we're, <laughs> we're honestly just gonna see how we spiral into this. Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway. So. i Also, like, don't feel compelled to be like presentational or anything. Like, we are talking to viewers, but also we could just like talk to each other. Yeah. No, yeah. I get that. My mom said
1: that she was like, "Oh, like, I understand now why you guys talk this way because, um, like." Because you don't want to be profiled the whole time. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I feel like we we can sh- bend our words to each other. <laughs> like this. It's like that one fucking movie where they just like bend. Oh, bullets. the bullets, the bullets. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like Josh. So this was my story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm with the story because there are people watching this and they like, dude, just fucking tell the story. Tell this the fucking annoying. story. It yeah, finishes. Anyway, so I'm sitting on this bunk bed with um with Tristan, and um I'm just drinking and i can hear the girls talking below us and i'm just you know when you drink kind of right now like like audio kind of changes it's not necessarily it's not necessarily a predominant like a pronounced change but it's just like it's a bit like there's a bit of a delay it's it's like
0: you're hearing it through like a tube or something yeah
1: like you're listening to someone speaking on it in another room yeah you're like yeah and so i can hear the girls talking i'm like shit dude like tristan We've been drinking on this bed for, like, an hour, like, and we finished a bunch of vodka. I don't know really what that means in alcohol terms, because, like, I've been drunk once and it didn't really fuck me up, but whatever, let's get down. And I, like, looked down the bunk Wait, and it so, was so like... You did, well, hold up, so you didn't get drunk the first time that you, like, like drank vodka. No, lot, I did, like, I I think I did get drunk yeah. that time, except it was, like, it was, like, mild. Like, it was probably, like, tipsy where you feel dizzy and Did then you have a lot or it, was it just, like... We did, we just, yeah. we slammed a bunch of vodka and stuff, except, like, we didn't keep drinking, so it kind of, like, it hit us and especially like the first time you smoke weed at least for me it, it it didn't i didn't realize what my body was going through yeah so it kind of like you realize it just as it's ending you're like oh i'm stoned and then it kind of like wears off
0: i had a pretty shitty experience with weed uh well not not, not a shitty experience but like uh, i had the classic like you smoke it and you don't feel it um i was at a party at my wait, friend's house wait what? wait what
1: before you finish come, come on yeah finish your story i like I wanna, that i want to finish my story yeah Because otherwise I will just like, it's so, it's 80% there. Because there's not anything really massive to this, but essentially I looked over the bunk bed and I was like, whoa. I was like, shit, okay, I'm drunk. And then I like carefully went down the ladder and then I grabbed Antonia and I kissed her. And that was it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then she said, I do. And now we're married. (laughs) So... yeah. That was how I met your mother. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, speaking of moms, I, um, so it, oh, geez, that was weird. Um, <laughs> but, um, um, the first time I ever smoked weed was with my friend girl's mom. Um, not girlfriend. She was a girl um, and a friend and uh, I smoked weed with her mom. <laughs> and, and, um, I, what's a friend girl? She was a girl and a friend, but she wasn't a girlfriend. Oh, a girlfriend, friend girl. Yeah. So I just wanted <laughs> to specify. Best, yeah. It's like is know. a girlfriend, to specify that way kind of friend oh, girl. We're that specified way. gender now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so jeez, uh, we're yeah. geez, getting really outraged right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I smoked yeah. with her mom, and then I went upstairs and I just like opened up her laptop and I wanted to do like the the like the music visualizer on um on <laughs> iTunes, <laughs> and I thought that I would like trip out watching it. I was just like, this is kind of like, meh. That was kind of boring, you know? Your first time smoking weed. Yeah, I didn't feel it. Like, I, I was, like, expecting, like, fully trip out. Yeah, like, a lot everyone... Of like there's
1: so many movies where it's like, man, I saw an elephant and shit. It's like, you're stoned, and you're like, I'm not seeing elephants. Well, right that,
0: that's when you realize that, like, a lot of those cartoons, when, when they, like... When when they make a character, like, high on weed, they kind of mix in a few other drugs in there. It's like, the people... I feel like... Demonizing. They well, They, they it. demonize it, and then at the same time, they they don't accurately represent what it's like to be on a drug. They just, like, they mix together a bunch, like... You don't see elephants on weed but you might on acid, you know, if you ha- if you yeah. fucking if you fucking inject enough acid into your penis like you might, you know. Oh man. My first time injecting acid into my penis is fucked. Tell me about it. So I was he didn't out- actually inject it into his penis, but it was his first time acid. Ask- <laughs> <No. laughs> like I I was, I was going to
1: improv that. I've never, I've never had acid. Oh. But I was going to improv like an acid penis story. So I just like fully ruined that. Yeah. Right?
0: I just give, give us, give us a little sample. Give us a little, give, give us the cliff notes on what edit, that story would have been. Edit that out. I was I- going
1: with the flow. I was at this party and I was speaking to this chick. Her <laughs> name was Sophie, and she's like, "Yo, do you want to have acid?" And I was like, "Yeah," except she had it in liquid form, like in this capsule. So I was like, wait, how are we supposed to take acid in liquid form? she's like, well, it's kind of like weed. Like, you can smoke it, but you can also, like, vape it. And there's, like, multiple different ways that you can inject this, like, have this substance come into your body to result in intoxication. They all have different effects. So um so i was like all right cool so i follow her to this other room and there's a bunch of people and they're like cool is everyone is everyone here and, and she's like kind of like cultish and you're like all right shut the door, shut the door shut the door so they get the capsule they put it into this little like like it's kind of like you know how um you put like vodka into those shotguns and you drink it it was like one of those but for this acid it's
0: a lot of acid yeah
1: they put for this acid thing and they loaded it like and I, she, he's like pumping it like a water gun like and i was like "Fuck." And he's like, uh, like counted up the room, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then everyone pulls out the dicks. Oh, and there's a gun. Bang, 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 bang. So what happens and with the girls when they don't have dicks? They put them in the boobs or they put them in the... Well, they were just doing the guys first. Yeah. And then, and then... The first. girls don't do it in private because they yeah. don't want to, you know, whip out their, yes. their minge holes. They know? were doing, they were doing, um, dildo acid. Yeah. That's like, there's a different, different things. So
0: dildo, so just to specify for the viewers, dildo acid is very different from injecting into your penis yeah. because the penis is an external organ whereas the vagina vine-y. is internal. It's, 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 it's veiny, right? Yeah. So it's easy to find the vein, but with the vagina, yeah. it's like, where the fuck are the veins in here? So what you do is you, you penetrate yourself with the dildo, and then... you got to jerk it until You it jerk it, and then when it reaches acid. completion, you, instead of um, children, you receive the universe, which some people say yeah. is, like, a more rich experience. Yeah, so,
1: like, so instead of having a child that experiences life... Flash of moment, <laughs> like, before they die, flash of
0: life. Classic. You
1: experience... Boom, 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 boom the universe. The
0: entire fucking universe. So and would then, you rather have kids, or would you rather do acid?
1: Like, he went to new york and did improv that was kind of a
0: sampler roughly the same experience <laughs> but just put in, yeah. into stage form actually i had a little audio message from my brother that i wanted to play for you and the viewers because like it is just like the most like my brother audio message
1: okay <laughs> so, while while you're doing that i'll distract him with this
0: right on that's annoying little little, pay little sample like for the audio listeners so yeah. I, I got we're going fast today man we are we're fast that's
1: alcohol i like fast Are we going to jump in the ocean later?
0: We might. Um, I reckon
1: if we get wrecked enough, we should jump in
0: the ocean. So part of our plan is to jump in the ocean. Here's a message from my brother. I sent him a little Christmas um, message, and then he said this. Merry Christmas, dude. Uh, It's nice hearing from you. You're a little too late. We broke up this morning, and I'm going to be moving out. But that is Christmas. So I still got a mullet, which is all that really matters.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, Merry <laughs> Christmas, dude. Nice to hear from you, and hopefully, I'll see you sometime in the near future. Like, My- and then he sent me this. He sent me this. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> at, least a, at least I got a mullet. Imagine,
1: imagine, <laughs> imagine you're at you the, the the divorce fucking court proceedings. Like, boom, boom, boom. She has the custody, she has the couch, the TV, and half of the equity of the house. But he has the mullet. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Caught a charm.
0: Can you imagine a scenario Fine where off. she takes the mullet though? <laughs> and she will be taking the yeah, mullet. She's being
1: like, stubborn. She's like, no, fuck you. I'm going to take everything from you. And then and he's like, all right, you get the mullet. Bang, bang. Hits the gavel. Then these, then she's like, wait, what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> and then the fucking court people hold her down and they fucking cut off his mullet. They're like, this is it. And then she has to have a mullet the whole time. The kid's like, he's at school and his mum picks him up and he's like, oh,
0: fuck, my mum's here and she's got a mullet. She's got a stupid ass mullet. My mum. <laughs> so embarrassing. She's always <laughs> She had like
1: this stem cell research that the court fucking like wanted them to do.
0: They had to <laughs> inject it and she has a mullet for the rest of her life. I can't explain if she cuts it off, it comes back. I have a hard time imagining court. I've never, I've never been to court, you know, like Man, I've, seen, I've seen it on like, it's TV. It's but.
1: interesting. Like my mom was a uh, legal secretary for the longest time and mm. it's pretty much like her whole life has been um, dealing with court cases. Mm. And I feel like it was a good line of work for her, but a bad line of work for her, because she just feeds off the negativity of, like, these court cases. Yeah. And it's not... not, Like, I'm just saying, like, you got to come... Like, for example, if you're a lawyer and you have high anxiety, your job is to argue with people. So, it's probably good to either not be a lawyer or to address the anxiety. So, what I'm saying (laughs) is, like... what i'm saying what i'm I'm saying is that like if you if you have naturally negative thoughts swirling around like don't get into a job where it's like there's lots of negative stories going on Mm -hmm. or address like why there's all the negative thoughts going around so
0: where do you where do you you see her better fit with with her um computational disadvantages
1: well she's actually she's (laughs) she's gone into um she's gone into aged care which i think is a lot better because it's age like care age, care, yeah. age you're, care you're helping you're helping old um people. you know old people and less lesser let people with less advantages or like maybe they don't have families and stuff and it's like that's a lot better because you're putting effort in and you're getting this um you this dividends of of happiness kind of coming back but with court cases it's always doom and gloom it's always you're always arguing over settlements or houses or money or... Pe- and it's just a constant stream. you just line. seeing the worst in people because, yeah. like,
0: everyone's just trying to fuck each other over. Yeah, in like... Place, you know? I, everyone's trying to win.
1: I'm not... I, I haven't been to the highest end, like, being a police officer or something, but when I was working security in a casino you see it's the same thing you see a lot of bad stuff and you have to have a mental armoring towards like the reality of like the underbelly of life like yes there's a lot of good things i'm not saying there's not a lot of good things about life you go to pubs and stuff and there's a lot of fun to be had but there's also always that dickhead that wants to fight always that dickhead who, like all those two that couple that's arguing always yeah. like someone who wants to try and steal something and it's like you always you see you see these crazy stories unfold and it's fun, but you've got to be in the right headspace for it.
0: Yeah. I feel like I can like watch you on the TV and I get like almost the same level of connection that I do from like, like if I look in the camera while I'm talking to you, you almost get the level because uh, for the viewers, we have a monitor behind the camera so if, if yes, i'm looking into the camera clarifier. you can you can almost connect with me through the tv that's kind of interesting it's like you know it's
1: like when uh when you're if you're a server and you're serving a table and you have an inkling that a chick is kind of like into you and then i've seen this chick like i've seen girls do this like if they walk away and you're checking out their butt they will look in the reflection to see if you're looking at their butt and i saw a girl do that to me and she caught me and i was like damn all right i'm gonna use that tactic i serve this table of girls and I was like, "All right, guys, cool." And I pretend I was like super distracted, walk off, looked in the reflection, saw a girl that had the inkling looking at, uh, in you know. And I was like, "I'm using the woman's strategies against them," you know. People
0: think they're so tricky with the little <laughs> reflections. People think they're so fucking tricky, dude. That's, that's, yeah. that's where you do the check. But it's kind
1: of like that with the, the monitor. It's like it's like I'm seeing the reflection, and I'm seeing and I'm still connecting to you. But it, it's kind it's different though because I see you on tv and i'm like oh this is like when you watch a youtube account you're connecting with someone vicariously through the the thing but then i can look
0: over but then i'm here (laughs) here!" it's it's like we're watching like a it's like we're watching like a a podcast but then all of a sudden we're like (laughs)
1: that's covid bro yeah it's like oh are you the person i've been talking to on my phone oh
0: yeah Yeah, that, I don't know what be, to do in real life. That'll be interesting to see, like, all the little weird neuroses that people kind of end up with once once yeah. COVID subsides. If it ever subsides, yeah. but, like... <laughs> if it ever subsides! I have a question for the viewers, <laughs> Come on, actually. then do it. I have a question for the viewers.
1: So, I was saying this to one of my friends the other day, that I feel like um, internet dating is the future for two reasons. Right. One, because of COVID, if it continues. And two, because we are growing more socially awkward as a nation. Mm. Um, and I say, we, yeah, fuck you. I'm Australian, but I've been here for three years, three
0: and we a half. As a th- we as in Australia.
1: We as in humans, race, and also what I've seen the state of affairs in Vancouver.
0: Um, so i just speak. Vancouver, to- yeah. Vancouver is a, a weird little spot because everybody, you, you and I have talked about this personally, but, um, what you experience in Vancouver in terms of the social atmosphere is like people are themselves, but they're shy about it. Mm. And, and they're like, so people are, are very kind. Um, but it's, it's very tough to, to manage conflict with people Mm -hmm. because you're never really sure how anyone really thinks about you because no one's going to voice a negative opinion.
1: This is, this is a theory I have. So I'll just finish this thought about dating. Yeah. Um, and then let's break into the next thought. I feel like, um, so the, like, so your first base of going on a date just for dinner, that's first base, right? Mm -hmm. There's no sex occurring. Mm -hmm. I
0: think that will soon be third base. For me, sex occurs like on the first date. Sometimes (laughs)
1: Sometimes it <laughs> does. I'm saying, as a standard, as a general standard, for the jumps,
0: for the jumps out there. <laughs> Hello, chumps. We're not
1: looking down on anyone, okay? I am, but um. <laughs> so um, um, any- <laughs> no, but what I'm saying <laughs> that is, is thing, that yeah. I feel like that's going to be third base is seeing someone in person. First is going to be oh, I met you on Hinge, Tinder, fucking Bumble, whatever the fuck it is. Plenty of fish. What there's like a million dating apps. Then there's going to be okay. Now I'm speaking to you on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Now I've got your phone number. Now we're meeting up in person. That, it's like essentially meeting someone in person is going to be biologically risky. Now that's how we view it. We're viewing germs and stuff so much more like, oh, I got to sanitize my hands. So it's more of a risk. Mm-hmm. So it's like when, when what we think, like what the, ni- like what the ni- 80s or 90s version of like, oh, let's just ask her out on a day That is going to now be third base is seeing someone in person.
0: So I have, a, I, think. I have a counter argument to that. Yes. Um, so I've since changed my behavior. I'm much more COVID responsible. Um, I stick to my bubble. Um, I have a girlfriend who I visit regularly and everything. So, th- you know, this is kind of off the table. Um, but I feel like I can talk about this because it's kind of just, it, it's in my past now. Um, but I had a Tinder addiction and that was like one of my main um, comedy bits. And And I didn't see the same difficulties everybody was talking about. Like I... I full on met people who would invite me over to their place on the first meeting Um, and that was a regular thing or or, or I would invite them to my place on the first meeting like it like sure you do experience people who want to do like the slow dating thing Mm -hmm. but there's also people who are just very direct about what they want like sure we're not messaging each other and just being like like we're we're not being so direct in the sense that like I'm saying um, hi I'm just messaging you um, for sex Uh, and they're like oh cool I'm just looking for sex too it's just like um do to hang out yeah Today? Yeah. Want to come over to my place? Yeah, sure. And I've had that on both sides. I've had, you know, n- numerous, numerous girls coming over to my place first day. And I've also gone over to numerous girls places on the first day as well. Like, yeah. I think you you do encounter a spread, you know? No,
1: no, but what I'm saying is that you have those experiences where you end up escalating to sex once you've met them in the flesh. But what I'm saying is that you're not going to meet people in the flesh in the future if we continue to be so socially awkward and distant from each other. When you meet someone in the flesh, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Is it, I, I agree. It's, it's a
0: big jump though. I, 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 I see, agree I see it with it as a, as, a, as a very big jump. I, th- I think we need to give people a bit more credit for adjusting to the circumstances. Like, yes, it does seem like people are moving towards um, like a, a more antisocial society just because of, like, the, um, the tools we've been given and the way that we interact with each other. But I think that we'll adjust. And I, I also think that because technology is such a, a novel thing for us as human beings, like, we basically just discovered fire. Like, we're cavemen who have yeah, just discovered like... fire. Tinder. Yeah. (laughs) Like like, one day we're gonna discover that fire doesn't solve all of our problems. You know, we're we're not just gonna be like We're in the
1: technological dark ages. That's what Joe
0: Rogan said, and I do agree with it. I I hate to be a fucking. Of course, everyone who watches this and everyone who is participating in this has watched Joe Rogan. Like I'm such a fucking huge Joe Rogan stan.
1: No, but I mean he is a pioneer for podcasts, I believe. Hmm. And I and yeah, I I do tend to agree with him. Shadow Tom Green. I'm, I'm happy that's that's where I stand. Is I am happy to disagree with someone I look up to. I'm happy to disagree agree with anyone but this very stance that he has about we are in the technological dark ages i think so mm-hmm. because the thing is that we have been given social media we've been given instagram we've been given all these things that are highly addictive with absolutely no limit yeah you know back in the day my mum used to only give me 30 minutes on the computer to play video games yeah. nowadays Parents give their fucking iPad Bigger than the The four year old's head Like yeah Just play with it Like just don't cry Don't annoy me And we'll just fucking Eat dinner You ever check the screen time On your phone too Yeah man It's 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 fucked up man The new
0: iOS I've got my screen time widget That just like appears On my phone now And it shows me Every single day How much fucking time I'm spending on my phone And it is insane So um, I'll just explain it But I don't wanna I don't
1: wanna slut shame you. It's two two hours twenty four. I, I don't think that's super high for most people.
0: Because it's like texting and everything else. But like yes. it does baffle me that I'm spending two hours and twenty four minutes looking at a fucking screen.
1: We did discuss this briefly. Yeah, way.
0: what's yours? What's your screen time?
1: I I can't see it on this iOS. Great,
0: so your iPhone's fucking up. Um, Oh, wait, here we go. Okay. Two hours. Two hours and 12 12 minutes. minutes. Damn. We're having
1: a cock measuring
0: contest. Whip it out, boys. (laughs) Whip it out. The screen time does go up when you have a girlfriend, but counter argument (laughs) to that would be that, like, when I don't have a girlfriend, I'm on Tinder, like, all the fucking time. Like, I had a full-on Tinder addiction. It was my whole life, like... Anytime I ever had free time I'm swiping I'm messaging girls Like that That was like Like I didn't have a sex addiction But a fucking Tinder addiction dude
1: Okay so another question for The viewers How do you How do you If you're single How do you find that in regards to So this is my problem This is my problem when I have been Oh the, uh, yeah the shit. Dude, Keep going Keep going <laughs> he's, he's twisting the I'm nipples like, There you go was the dick no, It's a uh, uh, non-alcoholic Yeah <laughs> Um, so here's a question gear. for the viewers. Yep. So this is my problem. This is from my perspective. So I'm not speaking for him. I'm speaking for me. By the way, this lighting is great. Oh yeah,
0: this, um, this better lighting. Is I'm awesome.
1: not. I'm not speaking for me. I'm speaking. I'm speaking for me, not for <laughs> you. <laughs> Edit that you shit out. Edit that shit out. Anyway, anyway, it's gonna be interesting to watch.
0: <laughs> I know. We're so easily distracted. Come on, standpoint. We're literally fucking two ADHD, ADHD like. Yeah, we're not, not medicated. We're fuck. Overly masculine, um, like <laughs> hypo-allergenic cats. <laughs> Allergenic? What is that for? Like the fluorescent lights? Yeah, um, we're allergic to lights. So, <laughs> wait, let me finish my thought. So you, you be the Bacardi. So here's the, the thing,
1: go. for single people. Yeah, I'm, I'm zeroing in. Like hey single people, we're looking at you We're talking to you single people So, people this, this, is me, single, this is but, me, this is me This is, shut the fuck up
0: <laughs> He's pointing me. a gun at me. This do is again, me Do it again, do it again, do it again
1: Oh, fuck! <laughs> okay, sorry <laughs> This is me for single people, this is the question Yeah. 360 no scope, shooting it at the camera Boom The question is I have, I think, so In my research, I have I've found that testosterone High testosterone levels Result in high libido libido sex drive you have a high drive to have sex that's not necessarily emotional from what I've discovered <laughs> from what I've discovered from um, various tests and professional athleticism etc I do have high testosterone high libido if you're single and you have a high libido that can be an issue sometimes because you're constantly swiping and you want to have sex etc etc yes. if you're single and you have a low libido lucky. What's your experience like? Because yeah, that then you I feel like then you can take so it So okay, so
0: I let me, let, you me can, let me try and put myself in the shoes of this person. So I, have, I do
1: like, have a friend that's like this. So what's his experience? He's very apathetic and he he's very good looking as well. I've actually this apathetic is, in what sense? In the sense that he's just like uh, who cares? Does he claim to be apathetic just, himself, or do no, you see him as apathetic? I, I view him to be that way. That's you know? fine. His name's Callum. Shout out to Callum. Probably not watching this as well. <laughs> hey, if, you do, happy. if you do, mate. Hey, so hey so, I'm in color. Canada right now, man. This is fucking crazy. You should come <laughs> to the podcast. He did come to Canada for, for a second. Anyway, so what I'm saying is that he's he's got a very low sex drive and he will not masturbate for a number of months. That's how low his sex drive actually is. Whoa. But he finds himself still in debacles. And I'm like, mate, how do you have debacles if girls are coming to you and they're interested in you? Um, Cause he doesn't
0: want it. It sounds like. Yeah, he he, he doesn't have the drive to move forward. He's it sounds like it. He, he probably has issues closing. That's probably it. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's tough. Closing, and Cal, really if tough. you
1: do take offense to that, come to Canner and fucking talk about
0: it, come. Yeah, come and come and talk about it on the show. So, <laughs> um, yeah, clo- closing. It's like, I don't want to talk about my personal issues publicly. <laughs> Closing's tough because because you know you you hang out with a person and if you haven't um, either either you haven't picked up on the signs or maybe the the other girl hasn't. Wait, um, disclaimer for the girls. Go on.
1: Closing is like when you've gone from
0: you're both the interested girls in each know. other. The girls know. The girls know. Do they know I think though? Because the they say they don't. The know. The girls know. So. The um, girls so good at it. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, just um, cl- just
0: fucking... closing is especially tough these days. I feel like a lot of um, men in general misinterpret kind of the me too things and the, the asking for permission and the consent stuff. And they don't, they don't understand that, you know, if you are given enough signs um, and, and you are given consent, you can kind of just go forward. But a lot of people just don't, they, they don't have the the, the the confidence to pull the trigger, you know? Mm-hmm. Ah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't a clap. That it, was, was
0: a... it was a little, little, little bit of both. Um, anyway, you had a thought. <laughs> You've probably forgotten now. Shit. What um, are we
1: talking about? Can Consent. You, we're talking can about pull, closing. Can you pull the
0: replay? Uh, no, we can't. Um. um uh, oh, shit. What were we talking about? I said it spit out. Man. I keep saying that. Edit it out.
1: That's, <laughs> when I, when, I, I swear, if I ever land a job where I'm getting a lot of press, <laughs> the amount of times I'll say, you can gift that right now. I'll be saying this all the time. I, edit that out. <laughs> edit that the fuck out yeah. this whole podcast
0: needs to be edited out of my life
1: <laughs> you know? like i swear if you if you end up like when you end up landing like a like a like a I like when high end, high-end like film job like you know when it when if you like land one of these roles in a film or some shit like that 2021 look, baby you're gonna look back on this
0: podcast and be like, like fuck bro my pr person didn't have a chance <laughs> like what the fuck yeah, okay, so, so that, that's that's the thing. I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll say it here, I'll say it now. Like I don't I don't get political, I don't think I have controversial views. We don't um, say bad shit. We don't say bad shit. We and say not nice shit. We are ignorant young men trying to be better and trying to better ourselves. Twenty-four. I talk about piss, cum, shit, whatever's yeah. going on in my life. But like I don't think that the things that I talk about are wrong objectively nor politically. Um, and I think that if things are pinned on me from the podcast. Then they don't have very many legs to stand on. Like, yeah. sure, I do share I- details of my life intimately. I will talk about the piss, cum, poop, fart, shit, whatever, dude. But like, aren't we moving towards being able to just like talk shit through? You know.
1: Well, the way I view it is like, remember how Kevin Hart had to um. And remember how he had to apologize for some tweet he made fucking ten Bro, years if, ago.
0: if I said something offensive, I, I I'm down to apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I like because we I, progress. Not gonna fight it.
1: We progress as a society, and I know that I've said things that now, with my, uh, you know, more age, I can look back and be like, that's just fucking silly. Um, But the thing is that. I mean, I pro- I've progressed to this point of 24. When I'm 34, I'll be looking at myself and being like, "What a fucking What idiot. a fucking so, yeah!" I I'll can't, be looking at this yo, podcast so, and being like, "What a fucking What a moron."
0: That's it. Like, I hear people on podcasts being like, "I was such a moron at like 24." I'm like, "What the fuck? I'm I'm a moron? You're a moron <laughs> I, right now." I, I hear that shit. and I'm
1: like, <laughs> "I'm a moron. Enjoy it." I'm a total ignorance fucking is bliss. Moron. That's yeah. why they say ignorance is bliss because we have you ever seen that diagram where it's like a wall and overwards so you can see like a baseball stadium mm. and everyone's and everyone's standing. I, I nodded
0: But like that was just Like me being like Go on Like I have well, no idea What the fuck you're talking that about That
1: being here. said It's not a good analogy Because okay. the, the ignorant person Is look, looking at the wall <laughs>
0: The very last When the ignorant person Looks at the baseball <laughs> diamond They know that They are truly ignorant Guys <laughs> Like
1: okay If you're sitting here Criticizing me You try doing Fucking two Guinnesses Three shots <laughs>
0: I think that's it. You, I'm just a lot like Fuck you. I think you are doing great because um, here here's a little thing I haven't told you. Um, a little a little snippet on you, a little mini doc showed up in my YouTube. I was watching a little or the
1: documentary, little
0: mini doc from Brisbane, uh, the the Melbourne, no, not not Brisbane, Melbourne, Melbourne uh, magnified or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's I, a sad one, bro. I watched a little little one of that, and your um, your speech. And and your clarity of thought and and everything has has changed and increased so much. Like you are such a clear, like a a much clearer thinker. You you are like comparing you to this old video of you where you know you were fighting back then and you know you you were whoever you were back then. Like you that that was like three years ago. It was like a twenty seventeen or something. Twenty maybe twenty sixteen. Four yeah four years ago. Yeah, you are a totally different person now yeah like like you you have complete like i was watching that i was like this this is not the dan that i know it was crazy because you were complete you were you were i don't know fighting full-time or working on fighting back yeah. then and like i was i was professionally fighting at that clearly time. taking hits to the head often <laughs> back then and like like not now like the like, amount of stumbles i had in that Dude. uh, 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 Yeah, Yeah, and I, I was, I was watching that through a variety of lenses. Like, I felt like I had like one of those glasses where it's got like like three different like colored things, and I was like, like watching it through the acting lens, and watching it through like the Dan I know lens, and then Uh watching it through like the, the the clarity of thought lens, and like you, you you are in such a different place now. Like you are, you you are uh, like a very clear, concise speaker. You you feel your speech with less fillers, like. Even the way that you speak is more interesting now. Thanks, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I and my personal statement on that video. If, if you do look at it, it's Magnify Melbourne. Um, Daniel. Gannan, Magnify and, Melbourne. That's it. Yeah. On, uh, on, on YouTube, and it's it, it. was this interview when I. That was actually the first. Uh, the second house I'd moved into, and I was still professionally fighting. And, um, if, for those of you who don't know, like when you do combat sport, you take a lot of hits to the head. And uh, you can tell in that video, like, I wouldn't say that I was necessarily, like, brain dead, but... Mm. But you it was zap. just very hard to, um, to articulate thoughts. And a lot of the time I was going like, uh, d, uh, uh, uh. it was like trying to start a car engine. It's like,
0: yeah, like, it, it seemed like you were, you're rotating at a very low RPM just to keep the, 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 the metaphor going, you know, yeah, like, but,
1: but the interesting like, thing about that is that the
0: philosophy of Dan is still there. Mm-hmm. Like you can still well, s- at, at the core, you are the same person. Yeah. Right. Like, like you are, you are who you are. But it's like you have figured out. Um, oh, for one thing, there's not this constant force against you that is fighting, right? Like, yeah. like you, you, you do not fight anymore. <laughs> Almost against me. But um, <laughs> um, so you have that force of resistance not present anymore. And then, secondly, you're constantly working on your acting, and to like to be an actor, um, part of acting, you learn that. <laughs> your own method of speech is so insignificant. Like it, 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 it's, it's so bad. Like I, I learned, I learned how poor my speech was through acting because when you see someone on screen, you need to understand everything they're saying. The articulation
1: you know? and the enunciation is absolutely imperative yeah. to the art of acting. The message needs, like the thing is that like if the kids are sitting down and someone's reading, because actors are storytellers. If you're sitting there and someone's like, it's, 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 it's this is it's just like I don't get this story. I don't give a shit. Like this guy can't tell the story. Yeah. Like that's absolutely yeah. It's true. It's like if you're an actor, you need to be able to. There there needs to be the feeling straight to the speech. Yeah,
0: any interruption or interference can ruin the story. That's like okay. So so a classic, um, beginner actor move is to interrupt a line with a sigh or say like like imagine you're saying like I feel I better now and you so want to much. sigh as you're saying like, yeah. like I, I feel better now like it, yeah. j- it just fucks up the whole thing yeah. um, when I'm watching movies with my girlfriend not girlfriend um, and someone says something that I don't understand <laughs> I just don't want to put her on class like that uh, yeah. but but when, when I hear something I don't understand I just go what like I just like yell at no matter what point of the night. Like if I don't understand what the fuck someone's saying, go what? <laughs> fucking... when's
1: this in movies?
0: Yeah, yeah. When, when 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 someone in a movie is saying something I don't understand, I just fucking shout out you, what. You, you do that in a movie theater? No, no, no. Like when I, when I'm watching movies with her, like at her house. Or, like, oh, when we're on okay. That, that like... makes more sense. Because yeah. if
1: you're if you're if you're the fucking <laughs> the guy in the movie theaters, like every you know you go to a movie theater and it's like there's always that just that one guy you know it's, and me, the sh- it's, me, it's,
0: me, it's me it's me you
1: know the, 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 per, the person that's that's commenting it's me we, uh, all, we all have commentary it's you me, know it's me but such all of our commentary of is different
0: mm-hmm. and if we were all talking the whole movie it would fucking ruin the movie you know fuck what? Okay, okay, okay. Tell me, tell me what like the weirdest shenanigan or, or like the craziest shenanigan inside of a movie theater that you've ever been up to, or someone around. Okay, you've Okay, I have a story for this. Come on now, straight from fucking Australia, because I know mode. shenanigans go on in fucking movie. Theaters, oh, man, fucking
1: man. especially in Australia. Do
0: you want me movies. to start? Do you want me? You want me to give one, or do you want to go? You want to, you well, want now go. I'm revved up. Come exactly. on, let's let's hear. It, okay, let's
1: hear it. so me and my so there was this place. There's this place in Australia called Victoria Gardens. Victoria Gardens. I'm incriminating myself. Speaking tonight. of the mic. Speaking of the mic. Um... I'm incriminating myself
0: tonight. Okay. Um, yeah. so, there was this place called Victoria Gardens. And there is no and, criminal investigation opened up over this anyway, but... And that.
1: essentially, I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna draw it for the audience. There was a gate. A gate. And there was a usher that stood at the gate. He has two legs. Sometimes, the usher needs to go to the bathroom. Get him out of here. You watch the usher. When they need to go to the bathroom, you fucking walk through the gate. If the usher is there the whole time, when they're giving someone tickets, you walk through the fucking... The, the line that... You know what I mean? What are those things called that they hold the, the velvet? The oh, stanchions. Stanchions. Yeah, and they have like two... Like, rope. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, man. Shout out, Stanton. Ins- hey! Inspired the shit out of me, bro. Yeah. Anyways, um so you, you sneak under this. So you go to the bathroom. And then when the usher comes back, you come out of the bathroom. And they go, oh, that guy was just in the bathroom. Yep. Me and my friend Dylan snuck through... Dylan was actually... For those of you who have lessened from Podcast 36... Dylan was in that. I'll leave that to you to kind of piece. What did Dylan do? Oh. Just
0: give it, give us a little review, just like a tiny review, like two sentence review. Got into a fight with him.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so me and Dylan, when we were mates, obviously, We snuck through this film cinema thing. Went to the bathroom, came out. We went to this this uh, this place, and we didn't want to get caught from the usher because if you come out and say, "Hey, can we see a ticket?" We don't have a ticket. Yeah. So we're sitting at the front row. This is the movie shenanigans that Josh was talking about. And we're sitting there And Dylan goes Dude I need to take a piss You I was like bro We can't take a piss Because the, like They're gonna be suspicious And mm. we're 14 Suspice, 15 piss. we're yes. like we're, we're, we're like I don't wanna go to the bathroom And get kicked out of the movie We're halfway through the movie Otherwise I'm gonna have to pay To see this movie Cause I'm gonna I'm gonna be a cliffhanger Like what yeah. happens He's like What do I do And I was like I don't know Just fucking piss in the cinema Just piss in the cinema Yeah so he's like Later. He's like So, so he's like Alright So I thought he was going to go take a piss in the corner Like where the curtains are This fucking moron (laughs) Pulls his cock out (laughs) Censor that shit, edit that shit out No, I'm not I'm not not censoring any of (laughs) this And he pulls his pants fully down The usher's just left And he pisses directly on a seat Wow Like next to me, like Say this was the seat He gets up And he's like Wow. like that and I'm like dude why piss on a seat why not piss somewhere that someone's not going to potentially run into
0: that's the shit you don't think about when you're, yeah. your mom. you're just like I need to piss i yeah. do it right here but he's
1: not even drunk like we are right now mm-hmm.
0: right now <laughs> um <laughs> let's take drink our drinks
1: oh <laughs> You're a bad influence. I know. Fill it up. Um, oh, we can combine like a like yes we in can. in a Super mm-hmm. Saiyan. Super you know? Saiyan, Deen! ha! Or fusion, Fu- fusion, do this dab, dab, okay. dab. Wait, wait, wait! But you put your coke down. Yeah. Put your coke down. Yeah. All right. Fusion. <laughs> 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 wait, you okay, yeah, didn't
0: wait. grab the coke. I didn't I know I that. Okay, I'm
1: okay.
0: sorry. I'm talking about. Fusion. fusion! <laughs> Okay, here we go. Okay, yeah, let's go. a little bit of coke going on here. Okay, so the greatest <laughs> shenanigan I've ever gone, gotten into in a movie theater. I in your I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Don't worry about it. Just sit, just sit, just sit. Wait, wait.
1: I, I just, I can't stand
0: is my OCDs. All right, well, me. I'll just explain this little story yeah, then. You do it. I'll still be well, why don't you grab one of the dry cloths that's over on the oven over yeah, there? Yeah. Um, But, um, okay, greatest shenanigan I've ever gotten into, definitely not as deep as that, um, but, like, the wildest, wildest shit that I ever saw in a movie theater was, um, um so, I was on a movie with my friends in uh, junior high. Yeah, look, it just went on the metal parts, that's it. Um, so I was on a movie with my friends in junior high, and at the end of the movie, my friend had, like, a full two-liter Coke. And you just tossed the thing bes- behind him.
1: <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah, know- people do that weird shit.
0: Yeah. Like. When you're
1: young, you fucking do shit. like You don't, that. You don't give a fuck. I've thrown shit off balconies and it's hit people and it's like, yeah, whatever. Let's man. Get a little bit in here. Um,
0: beautiful. Uh, yeah, yeah. When you're a kid like that, you just have you have half-developed empathy and you're just like, fuck it, like, like you, you don't care how it affects people. You just care about like a reaction or yeah. a result or just you're being just, crazy. You're in danger phase.
1: I was thinking about that. In danger the phase. I, was, I, I like I was that. Thinking that in the shower, like. Shout out to all the people that have daughters out there and you don't have to deal with this shit. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, because sons are fucking like boys young boys right, are the dumbest. We the, yeah, we, we are dumb. He oh like... said
1: you gotta remember historically, we I feel like okay, here's a a mad evolution theory here.
0: So Is this gonna be a long thought because I gotta pee? Do you wanna tell us to the audience? I'll, I'll tell, tell to the the can audience. hear you in the bathroom. Welcome to the
1: Daniel Gannan yeah, yeah, show. Yeah. Alright, yeah, you can he can listen while he sits down and pisses for yeah. some fucking weird reason. Decade. So, um, here's an evolution theory. And comment if uh, if if you agree or disagree. And feel free to pull up citations of why I'm a fucking a strong stream. irrelevant. <laughs> 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 I can't think while he's pissing because his stream of piss is stronger than my stream of thought. But anyway, um, so here's a theory that I had. So, you've got men that go through their um, Oh, developmental stages, and they, they they go through this development stage where they do dangerous, stupid shit. Right? I'm still in that. <laughs> Shut up for a second, and and they do dumb shit, and that and and that that is the result because with with women they go through puberty earlier, their prefrontal cortex develops earlier, and they therefore their decision making is 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 much better than us as men. They develop their emotions. They think about things. They cry. That's great. So here's my theory. <laughs> <laughs> here's my theory. Just yeah. shut up for a second. I'm on. am on a roll. Yeah. Um. So we're in a tribe, right? Really we're in <laughs> we're in a, a tribe. It's so loud. Yeah, that's great. We're in a tribe, right? Yeah, Here we are. Uh, imagine us ten thousand years ago. That's you've got you've got the guys. Yeah. We're trying to take down a woolly mammoth because the, the the fucking tribe is starving. Yeah. We've always got to have that one dickhead who's like, you know what? I'm going to fucking stab it in the eye. And we're like, yeah, go! Go, cut! Go! So he fucking... He he gets up on his... He drinks or he fucking eats his honey or whatever the fuck they had back then. DMT. Grabs his shank. He's like, fuck you, woolly mammoth! Stabs him in the face. And then he gets fucked up. He gets gored with the tusk or whatever. But the rest of us take down the woolly mammoth. So this this is my theory. We've always got to have... The men doing dumb shit So that They can take down the beast And then we can come back to the tribe And be like look Johnny died Because he tried to fucking do a backflip kick On a woolly mammoth And he got gored But while he was distracting him We stabbed the shit out of that woolly mammoth and therefore, we have like you know one month's worth of meat, and everyone's like yeah. At yay! least oh my god,
0: one month worth of yeah for the whole fucking village. Dude. For the village. Imagine really mammoth like oh, imagine yeah. eating that. Oh shit, yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking stabbing. That's
1: my theory. You know? Is that is that we you like for example? I'm gonna make a contemporary example for those who are like Dan. What the fuck are you talking about? Dan, what's so, going on here? Tell me. Tell okay, me tell me I'll tell. I'll tell. Thing. I'll tell you. So I don't know what
0: the fuck you're talking. Here's
1: about. a contemporary example. You yeah. go to a bar. You don't know anyone. You don't know anyone. You know you know nobody. So me, Josh, three okay. other friends. Yep. Everyone's like, okay, we're drunk, we're yeah. having fun. We are we wanna have more fun, we wanna meet more people. It's gotta happen. But one person has to talk to someone in order for us to do that. <sighs> one of the brave. We have to go someone has to go in and approach the woolly mammoth. <laughs> <laughs> Interpret the how you will. And So and are so- you are you saying we need to approach a woman that doesn't shave? <laughs>
0: There was like a girl who slept around and and we called her the Howling Abyss. <laughs> that, was, that was Damn. Not 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 to
1: her face. Now Australians are rude. Australians are stupid. But they're not that mean. <laughs> Shout out to Behind Australia. backs?
0: Behind behind closed doors? Hey! I mean, that's, that's a little, okay, Ooh. we're not we're not
1: behind closed doors. We open the door. We These say are hey. open
0: doors. We say hey. <laughs> the Australians open the fucking door.
1: We open the door. We open we, hey, the fucking. Hey, door. Are you still here? You fucking woolly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no nah, we don't do Jesus that Jesus fuck no I'm not speaking
1: watching. on behalf of a show who the fuck am I speaking on behalf of Australia no no but Dan is, like is the like.
0: Australian representative on this show actually yeah. he's the only he's the first and only Australian you on know, this show you
1: know what's funny about Australia they say we are one but we are many that's one of the Australian an Australian song right mm-hmm. and that just give, goes give, to us the
0: taste, give us a taste give us a taste
1: we are one hey but we are many
0: mandala mandala. And
1: from many lands we come Hopefully I'm saying that right But no, like anyways I'm that. a fucking Australian guy In Canada <laughs> Asian With a drunken Australian accent yeah. That just goes to show It's a multicultural country Anyone who thinks Australia is racist You're right But it's cool <laughs> It's fun It's fun Like come to Australia It's fucking sick You'll get drunk and you'll probably meet a racist and you'll get into a fight And everyone has, like gets together and then the end of the are like Oh you fucking dumb cunt You're yeah. fucking You stupid fucking stupid cunt. cunt And then everyone throws spiders around and they're like Fucking have a Goliath tarantula You're
0: like, oh <laughs> shit, cool, this is fucking cool And ha- then, Has that happened to you? And then you,
1: Goliath I'm tarantula- I'm sorry, no, no, falls.
0: hold up! Hold the fucking phone, has that happened to you? Is <laughs> held the Goliath tarantula? <laughs>
1: I saw it in a museum. But. All right, so yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I I I really enjoyed my time in Australia. One one of the things, of course, You went to
1: Australia? Yeah. Bro, I want I want Josh to come to Australia
0: one day. With I want to spend like a month in Australia.
1: Callum, Charlie, Sean, Aaron, Christian, Josh is coming to Australia. He's gonna get drunk And trust me He's not like the rest of these Vancouver people That get offended easily You can say fucked up shit to him And we don't have to be on the podcast or nothing And he'll say fuck shit Gush that's true, me. that's true, that's true. I've spent, this
0: is, this is <laughs> weird, I spent five days in Australia. Yeah?
1: Yeah. It was I like, feel like you'd do well in Australia, because you I are, not, I'm not saying you offend me, but you can be in a, like, an
0: offensive, like, I'm out there I'm character. out there, I'm a definitely and, and out a, there And
1: Australians character. are always out there, you yeah. know what I mean? I, I,
0: I really enjoy Australians, like, I fucking just, being, okay, so, already, okay, how, how, do, I, how do I start this thought? So... I like being out there with English people. Yeah. Because, Cana- like, I seem American, so they, they think I'm American. I'm, I'm just going to, from, from this point forward, I'm American. I have that American novelty of Yo. being out there um, in, in such a such a manneristic society. And then I see, like, like Britain unleashed in Australia. Like, that's how it feels. <laughs> it's like, it's like everything people want to be in Britain, like, they can be in Australia. Okay, you wait,
1: know? well, just... To- quick interregnum <laughs> if that's a word <laughs> interregnum <laughs> um sorry what <laughs> so quick interregnum yeah. there so for the viewers that are Canadian or American or fucking whatever you would whatever the fuck are, you are, actually, so my, a, a
0: lot of my a lot of my viewers are from other countries. Okay,
1: so here for viewers from other countries, here's a quick backstory to Australia. Yeah. Australia say column. so so Australia say Captain Cook discovered Australia. He didn't discover Australia. There was already Indigenous Australians there. Quite quite yeah. the same as America. Quite the same as Canada. What's the fucking you know? What's the what's the what's the change then? my main the listeners difference? are
0: in united states and malaysia okay
1: united states i know you cunts are ignorant so listen. <laughs> listen 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 so listen up so captain cook came in on a fucking boat to australia with a bunch of fucking prisoners in chains and they're like oi this is your punishment you come to this barren culture and you fucking build us uh, like a, a settlement so they were the mer- they were the first people in Australia to live non-nomadically. It's a the, prison the, colony. It it is a it is a country. Like Australia is a death penalty. That's what if you had the death penalty, you don't get put in the electric chair like in the states. You get sent to Australia <laughs> with the spiders, mate. It's fucking dangerous. So they're like, "Oi, before you die from some fucking stingray or some, you know, spider, you have to build us a like a wall or a or a prison." And so the the prisoners if you get sent to death imagine that in England, oh, you have you either had the black plague, you go to Australia, get oh, the fuck to Australia. Oh, no mate, not fucking Australia. I can't believe that. You're going to send me to Australia? Well mate, you've done all these crimes, you've stolen from this place. You have to go to Australia, mate. And then they go to Australia, yeah? And they have this they have this English accent. But as the time progresses, Ugh. people start to drink more alcohol because Australia is a fucked up place, <laughs> and then, then they I'm start so glad I'm not and saying then that. and then they start to go from more they start to go from more English and more pronounced the accent falls to be apart. slowly more Australian than this fucking. Drunk Bro, I've fully
0: told people to their face that Australia is a prison colony, and people who don't understand are like, "What the fuck are you saying?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah it's a fucking prison colony. Like, that's like, accurate. That man. is the like Australia is full of the funnest." Fucking people that I know Like it is One of the most yeah. Like free places Cause they're all pre- cause, we're, Cause we're all Ride
1: or die We're like Who cares about death Let's fucking you Let's know, fucking party dude Yeah I
0: I only spent Five days I went down For a parkour event Called the Apes Jump Off Shout out Apes For inviting me out there That was fucking dope um, Back in like 2018 I went out with uh, Lucas Offmer And Jovi Jovi came with me Oh um, yeah Yeah we stayed with our friend Clyde Shout Bond. out to Jovi Shout He makes
1: some 3D animations man
0: <laughs> Um, but we stayed in, in, um, uh, oh my God, we stayed in our friend Steph's garage and we were so afraid of Australian spiders. We placed <laughs> pillows at the entrance of the garage because like, we, we were all on like blow up beds in the garage and we were so afraid of spiders that we put pillows at like the entrance of the door. So spiders, like big ass spiders wouldn't get in, but it was winter. So the spiders are fucking Wait, gonzo. I want to, I want to show the audience
1: what a Goliath tarantula actually looks like. Cause you can hear the foot, the footsteps like. Like that's how uh, big they are
0: Wait, Or you, like a, you a you huntsman Like a giant huntsman or, 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 Hun,
1: Huntsman? Huntsman? No Okay guys If you ever go to guys. Australia Women as well <laughs> If you ever go to Australia And you're like Oh man I'm so scared of huntsmen. Don't be scared of huntsman Because you know why they call it huntsmen. It's very similar to wolf spider they hunt men Because they hunt other spiders They don't create webs oh, They, they hijack men. webs They're like GTA They're like yo I'm a big spider Give me this web <laughs> And then and then they're like, give me that web and they eat the spider. So if you have a huntsman in your house, one, they're non-aggressive to humans. Two, they will slice it in half. Two, they kill they kill like redbacks or Sydney funnel webs or other spiders that you're going to encounter in, in your house if you if you if you're you know in that, in that. So
0: here's a little cheesy question: What's the biggest spider you ever found in your house in Australia?
1: Oh, I got scared the fuck out of because um. I was at this holiday house
0: What's a holiday house?
1: I was at So it's like It's like an Airbnb Okay So that's Like you going time. on vacation Like a vacation home I went on a vacation vacation home. A, vacation home a vacation home I'm chilling this hammock all day I'm like oh man Fuck I'm drunk Oh yeah Yeah I've been drunk for Several minutes <laughs> <laughs> Um Anyway So I'm, I'm in this I'm in this hammock I'm like oh man So nice Like Being in this hammock I feel like I'm in a nice warm bed The sun's on me I can fall asleep here all day. Come nighttime, I'm playing Uno with my family, <laughs> and then we look outside and like, "Yo, what's that by the hammock?" We look. It's a. It's a fucking orb weaver. What's that? Oh, they're so, poison. Are they poisonous? No, no. This is the thing. The bi- So the bigger the spider, the less the poison. So they have poison that the neurotoxin
0: affects insects. So, but it's okay, not so, big enough to uh, affect a human. I have a question. So if you do see a big spider, you could just wrestle it to the ground, I guess, without fear? If you if you, 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 if if you saw...
1: If, so this is the weird way that nature balances stuff out.
0: Pause here for a sec. Because people fucking fixate on the size of spiders in Australia. Yeah. People have such a Okay, wait! I have, I have a tangential thing.
1: So just because a man has a big dick... Uh, girls... Girl, audience. Just because a man has a big dick doesn't mean he knows how to use it, right? Is. So you've got a big spider, doesn't mean the venom is going to be very toxic, like toxic, right? This much. So, so if you get a Sydney orb weaver, a red back, a white tail, they're this big, they'll fuck you up. Yeah, that's If You got brands. a Goliath spider that's bigger than my face. It's like a fucking alien, a- alien face eater. But, but the venom is not very effective to human beings. Mm. So what so what I'm saying is like so girls, I'm imagining I'm speaking to a girl right now. It's like I'm <laughs> Hello, sure girl. I'm sure you've had I'm sure you had men that have, you know,
0: big dicks. Dick I'm sure all of you dicks. have fucked big dick men.
1: But but the thing is some I'm sure some of them use it well. Yeah. But then there's other men That just kind of like, oh, I've got a big dick, that'll be enough. And then just fucking flail it everywhere. And you're like, bro, you don't even know what the fuck you're doing. Sex requires technique. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying size doesn't matter. Because it it does. Like, you've got to be able to feel it. You've got to be able to feel it in the clit and the G-spot. Yeah. Technically. Boom, Mm -hmm. boom, boom. Mm -hmm. Um, Except what I'm saying is that just, like, because you're big doesn't mean that it's going to... That it doesn't mean that you're going to be good at it. Always. So, it's the same with the spiders. They can't necessarily kill you because they're big. You get these little spots. For example, we have the blue ringed octopus. It's this big. This big. If it bites you, you don't necessarily feel it. Mm. But in 30 minutes, it shuts off your parasympathetic nervous system. You can no longer breathe voluntarily. You're out of here. You will suffocate inside your own body, or you will have to be resuscitated for six six hours before you come back to life. Six entire hours. Yeah. That's You'll a, have to, a, a someone, will have the to shift. someone will have to pump you for six hours, breathe, 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 breathe for six hours before you come back to life. That little blue, blue ring octopus knows how to use his willy.
0: Yeah. You know what so I mean? Lifeguard's like, fuck my whole shift. I have to resuscitate someone the entire thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you have to rotate because this guy knows how to use his fucking neurotoxins, bro. <laughs> but you got a fucking Goliath tarantula like this. It's like yo man i'm big like i'll fuck insects up he's like yeah but this is a fully grown human mm-hmm. do you have the neurotoxins to shut
0: down a fully grown human not a fucking chance so what's going on you're going to show the viewers a little spider action you're going, going to show, show them I'm going, fuck.
1: To sh- I'm going to show them how big the, the fucking tarantula actually is but steve this is steve Irwin, and honestly look you can you can make fun of him because he's no crazy, one's making fun of steve.
0: everyone loves steve Irwin, yeah, dude. steve
1: Owen's a fucking legend mate like total if you're if you're making fun of him, like... Go I'll it, I'll
0: put him up ahead. on the, the blue screen.
1: Let me just... Yeah. We, might, we, we might
0: get cancelled. Just make, it, make sure it's less than 15 seconds. It is. Okay, pause it. it,
1: okay, pause it. Look, look how big it is compared to his face. And that's that that's not even the biggest one you can find. Okay, pause it, pause it, pause it. Yeah, I've got a big bird eater, mate.
0: Fucking YouTube's so shitty with its fucking... Well, that's, that's all there is to clip. That's
1: all there is to clip.
0: Yeah, the the most poisonous spider you catch in BC is the black widow spider. Have you heard of the black widow? No. So black widow spider, again, tiny little thing. It's a black spider. It's got a red hourglass on its asshole. It, it bites you once. It's gotcha. Well, how does it ven- How does its venom work? Don't know. let's find out.
1: That's a good idea. Why don't you add no, your uh, to go? While you explain that, there's also I think in Australia there's this golden frog. Or well, maybe it's red, I don't know. But it's like if you even lick it, you can die. A frog? Yeah. But here's the thing. Here's the funny thing. Of course, Australians found this out. So, Australia, um, we have a lot of cane toads. Cane toads. Cane. Those are the poisonous ones. Yeah. Cane cane toad venom. If you grab a cane toad and you sc- you scoop the venom off it, let it dry, and you smoke it. Gets you highs. It's like DMT, fuck, bro. It's an desert toad. That's yeah, mate. Like, desert toad. of course, like, of course, the Australians figure that out. Like, they're like, I could be, I could be completely inaccurate right now, but I'm drunk. And if you're drunk, you say random shit. But this is what this is what I've heard. Look that shit up. I want to see if. It Hold up. So, so here me. we got the
0: uh, the the black, effect, defense, black wood 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 spider. spider. So you get muscle cra- muscle cramps and spasms that start near the bite and then spread and increase in severity for six to twelve hours. Chills. Fever, nausea, vomiting, sweating. Since severe, sincere, <laughs> severe belly, back, or chest. I pain. sincerely
1: hope you fuck.
0: I sincerely <laughs> hope you're fucked. So, uh, yeah. Apparently, a black widow spider bite can fucking kill you, and that's. The black widow spider is like a spider that you find like in like chunks of like wood yeah um i i've i've found one or yeah i find i found one in my my home
1: it's very similar to the redback
0: yeah that it's a redback it's basically similar. a redback spider so, so like we literally change the, the name the,
1: the thing is that you just have to be fat if you're, if you, the bigger you are, the less the, 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 the venom will affect you because it has to circulate around your whole body.
0: So here we got the redback spider. The bite may produce the following symptoms intense localized pain with swelling and sweating starting five minutes after the bite. Pain and swelling may be experienced over the body after half an hour. Headache, nausea, vomiting may occur after one hour. Okay. Profuse sweating the, is common.
1: This sounds crazy, but there's this guy on YouTube. A spat all over my screen. There's this guy on YouTube, and he takes a bite from every one of these poison insects. What
0: the fuck, he really? He takes
1: one from a centipede. The big, big centipede. Blamp, Has ever done a bullet Bl- ant? Yeah, he does a bullet ant. He does, he does a goliath tarantula. He's a fucking crazy cunt, but here's the thing. How is this
0: clip in only 30 minutes? Anyway, give me three minutes.
1: But he... I know. Like, I thought I'd drunk all my drink. Look how much I've got left. Like, There's
0: so much left. Yeah. He,
1: so, he's He 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 he's been bitten by so many different... And to be honest, like, I feel like if I was to die and my soul was to leave my body, the thing is that I've, I wish I'd been through a lot of different things and things that, like, like... Us as human beings We're scared of pain We're scared of um, Terrified of pain We're scared of uh, Like things coming against us like, I, I'm not I'm drunk So I'm not articulate enough To say What that is Adversity um, But It's like we, We're scared of Adversity We're scared of things Coming against us but It's like That's a human experience man Like like, we all enjoy happiness. We can agree. We enjoy happiness, positivity. It's fucking Christmas. We, all enjoy, one, baby. we all enjoy that shit. Christmas but, is about happiness. But guess what? Guess what makes the, the positivity high is the lowest of the low. And it's like, when you go through adversity, man, that makes Christmas the best. Like, shout, Like this is a little bit about me. This is my first um, Christmas in in Vancouver. It's cold. It's sad over here. When I'm in Australia... People are fucking surfing Christmas... It's 40 degrees... Mm-hmm. I'm jogging down St Kilda... Shout out to Aaron Chan... I'm, sh- I'm jogging down St Kilda... That fucking gibberish
0: to me... I was <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm-, <laughs> I'm sick of
1: now... show with Aaron... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting stoned at Charlie Smith's house... There you you know what I mean? There you go... You know what I mean? There you go... But like... you, The adversity is what... It's like... Once I've experienced Christmas here... And it's cold... It's like a traditional Christmas... Then it's like, when I go to Australia next year, it's going to be... It's
0: not even a fucking traditional Christmas here, because there's no snow. We have snow an hour towards the east with Port Moody. There's In, in Point Grey, I live in Beachtown, Kitsilano, slash Point Grey. No snow here. we got the beach, there's foreign a little s- bit of rain. For an Australian, it's cold. Yeah, it's cold for an Australian. We're from desert country, bro. You come from desert country, desert where country in, in, in the summer it gets to fucking 45 Celsius, wherever the fuck we, that we, is. We've paranoid.
1: been, we've been in Australia, we've been to 50 degrees so hot that you could boil an egg on a pan on the fucking ground. Literally.
0: <laughs> so where I come from, I have lived four a time in a place called Cold Lake, where it gets to fucking minus 40 Celsius. I would jump in a lake and see what my penis does. <laughs> Cause it will shrivel. <laughs>
1: There's no doubt about that, and it's like, how are you gonna live life with a shriveled dick? How you gotta get you over like that mentally. You gotta get over that. If your dick's like receded, <laughs> you've got to you've got to figure out like, who am I as a man? Jesus, fuck this coke is almost done. <laughs> You're like, he's one centimeter into his drink. <laughs>
0: oh, is this really strong? <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: don't use it all up because we got, we still got. Oh, Jesus. We still got like at least one eighth of rum left. Jesus. And I said we'd be one quarter through. We'll, we'll
0: take the rest of the shots. I fucking guess. <laughs> I guess so. E. The, and then we're gonna run down at the beach. Is that gonna be fun? Fuck. I'm down for a little cold <laughs> plunge. Yeah. I'm down for a little cold plunge. Maybe that'll be a little treat at the end of this podcast. <gasps> I'll also post it as a separate video if we do catch it on video. But uh, yeah, be serious for a second. Uh, yeah. I got pee again. Holy moly. Yeah. yeah,
1: and I've got water if you want just before you piss. Yeah. If you want to, you want some sub-riding Give water. the audience a little story about Australia. We're in the court, Australia. Let them know one time you're gonna be, you're gonna be sentenced to spiders. <laughs> like yeah. Australia, you know what's funny? You know what's funny about Canadians? They're like, oh, dude, are the are the spiders like when you find in your house like the spiders are like so big. Hey, yo, are Americans they, do that too. They yeah yeah they do. Anyone with a fucking er accent, dude, there spiders like so big. It's like yeah, the spiders big. You know what's bigger. A fucking bear. A fucking cougar. Those things will hunt you down and kill you. A spider's like, bro, this is my one meter territory. Just don't, it, don't come into my one meter squared territory. A bear will be like, oh, you're near my 13 kilometer radius. Like my cubs are like, you know, four meters east. <laughs> That's an interesting point. Yeah, it's like, it's like you guys are so scared of spiders because they have eight legs, but it, but it, but a bear has is quadrupedal, but it'll, it'll chase you down and kill you. Now, you and 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 you can't even kill it with a twenty-two caliber.
0: You pop 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 in the face, and it'll be like, "Oh, that annoyed me!" Bang, kill you. Now but, I have never heard a counter argument to the size of the Australian spiders. That is a suitable counter argument to it. We have bears. We have cougars here. Like that shit will fucking kill you. However, the frequency of encountering those things low.
1: No, but, no. This is my argument, though. It's like. It, like everyone's scared of spiders I understand why you'd be scared of spiders Because they're so scared and they're scary and they uh, But the thing is Unless you stick your head under a fucking tree It's not going to bite you You know a female goliath spider Stays it's entire life Under a tree And it waits for the male spider to come in And he does a dance for a couple of hours And if she doesn't like it she kills him and eats him But if she does like it They have sex, they have babies
0: Then she kills him and eats him You know what I mean? No one ever fucking... A bear will fucking kill you! And I've encountered bears. I've encountered several bears in my lifetime. That's why I want to get my firearms
1: license before I go camping. Because it's like, if I encounter a bear, I'm not killing you with a rock. I'm not killing you... I'll punch a bear and it'll be like... (laughs) And just kill me. Like, what the fuck?
0: That's it. Spiders can't do that. You will never fuck up a bear, but you could totally splat a spider in a single punch. If
1: a spider comes up to you and it's like... You just go, bang. bang! Fuck off,
0: con. Your They're fast. Dog. They're fast. They're scary. They're right? fast.
1: And if a glass bites you, you'll be like, oh, fuck, a bite. Bang. You're I dead. I like
0: this energy right here. I okay. like this energy right here. Because, okay, so I have had terrifying encounters with bears. So um, um, I'll tell mine and I'll tell a, a brief encounter that a, fr- uh, a friend of a friend of mine has had. Yep. Um, but I have been on a hike and then on the way back to my car, there has been a bear between myself and my car. <laughs> Like it's like fuck the pathway that I'm gonna travel. There's a fucking bear right there. <laughs> <laughs> However, it was a black bear, and black bears are fairly timid and whatever. Um, but uh, a friend of a friend of mine, um, Frankie, shout out Frankie. Um, she. We chatting everyone out. Yeah. Um, so Frankie we don't has out
1: any Instagram questions? Anybody?
0: Fuck it. Um, but Frankie has been out on a hike and she, and she has fully um, been sniffed by a bear. Like she she had to play dead, and the bear went up and was like fucking smelling the side of her face and shit and she just had to be like that'd be cool fuck this shit i'm scared yeah she's fucking fearless she's dope yeah
1: that'd be cool because it's like i've seen a bear eat a guy's ass and i'm not talking sexually i'm talking like
0: he fully ate eat his ass a
1: guy's ass like Jesus i'm not talking shit. the asshole like he bit the butt cheek off because he jumped they into- eat them ass first they eat people ass first he, he jumped into an enclosure to kill himself and he jumped in. Who this, this, the, person? this a person? Yeah, a, in, it's on YouTube. Into if a you, bear's like it, a, in the zoo. Yeah, he jumped into an enclosure and he's like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna kill myself." Jumps into an enclosure, and this bear, his bear, fucking runs him down. He's like, "All right, I'm ready to die." He bites him in the ass. Like, what
0: the fuck? What a fucking way to kill yourself! To I'm jump not, into I'm not, a bear enclosure. I'm not
1: being, I'm not being insensitive. Like, if you look the video up, like he, you know, so he. So he, here's the
0: question: If you were to commit suicide in a zoo, what what exhibit would you jump into? Well that's a good one. Yeah. I feel like I would jump into the snake exhibit because snake. because So you you sn- would snakes... bust the glass and welcome the snake into the Yeah, and death. I would
1: put my arm out and it would bite me and I'd yeah. be like
0: <laughs> That's it. You want an instant death. You want an you want it, you want an instant death. Yeah. Um bet a bear's gonna actually bet at the end of the
1: day, oh I don't know, know. Because like... a
0: bear's not gonna kill you instantly. It's not it's not gonna make
1: yeah, sure you dead before. Okay, it okay. He- here's the thing. Um I've had this discussion with many, many a female over some drinks. Um, is like, you, what's you, your? You ask you ask women this question. What's your ideal? No, they've asked me like, what's your ideal death? And I've said like, So, many
0: women have asked you this.
1: Yeah, I don't know why it's a, a topic. Like, maybe it's a subconscious thing. But like, they've like, what's your what's your ideal death? What is your
0: you? ideal death scenario?
1: And. My ideal, I, I'll go to the ideal death and then I'll answer the question. My yeah. ideal death is that I'm, I'm defending someone I love and I'm killing multiple people. And while I'm killing multiple people, I get killed. So I'm like, bang, bang, fucking stab this guy and stab this, bang. in my my throat, I'm like, Ugh. And, I'm like Ugh. and I kill him and he's like, Ugh. And, I'm like fuck. and I'm like, fuck you. And he's like, fuck you. And I'm like, yeah, but I defended my, my love, you know? So that's like It's like a glorious death mm-hmm. So Regarding your question um, I'm thinking Maybe my favourite death Would be Fighting an animal But that being said If I had the intention to die I'm not gonna fight Yeah So that's why I would go to like a Like a fucking snake enclosure Cause I'm like I think bang, I would try okay and fuck up a me. gorilla Bro, <laughs> a gorilla would make you do more backflips than you've ever done in your life and fucking uppercut you and you'd be.
0: Woo woo woo! It's actually a 1v1 at Donkey Kong as fucking.
1: Shit! Yeah. Shout out to people who play Smash Bros. You ever fight Donkey Kong? We play Smash Bros. He'll, he'll fuck you up like with one. Like, Donkey Kongs actually do this. <laughs> like, like. shout out to Harambe. He was charging his punch to,
0: to hit Young Link. <laughs> And then he just, <laughs> <laughs> young Linko's was like, "Hey, pussy, you look weak." And and Harambe is like,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and
0: then he's like, he's like fully charged, and he's like, Hur!
1: and then Tranquil's <laughs> Ah, uh,
0: Harambe, I didn't like rest doubt. in peace. Rest I didn't, in peace. <laughs> I didn't like also, shout out Cecil the lion. He also died for like no reason.
1: Okay, wait. I, I like I like. Don't wanna. What's going on here? Um, one of my mates, Vin Lee. Shout out to Vin Lee on
0: Instagram. A lot he of shout answered, He
1: answered our thing. That's like. Um, we did. We did progressed. tell people to
0: ask us some questions. I guess we could break into that now. We could break into yeah. a little ask us. F. What
1: What is one piece of advice would you <clears throat> give your eighteen year old self? I'm assuming Vin's pretty drunk as well because that that sentence structure wasn't it. Like fully adhesive But I do understand it Shout out Vin Lee uh, As that's I said, a, that, That's a great question I, di- I did promise that I would shout out people Like if they ask questions So shout out Vin Lee What's one piece of advice you would ask your 18 year old uh, You would You'd tell would uh, You would give your 18 year old self So here's my piece of advice to 18 year old Dan Dan I know you're going through a lot of things Matt <laughs> <laughs> What a fucking pity party Put your hand on his shoulder um, Dan, eighteen-year-old self. Got them right there. Oh, mate, you're so kind. Yeah. Um, weird. Okay, so here we so go. So here's the 18 Here's the advice. Don't be scared of your emotions. There's a lot of men that will say that they, are oh, I don't feel that this and that. Whatever you feel, it's natural to feel that. If it wasn't natural to feel that, you wouldn't be feeling it. Mm. Things that naturally occur in your brain are 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 the doing of nature. You you can't dictate what you are and are not going to feel. You can only dictate what your reaction and interpretation of that is. Mm-hmm. When you feel you sad... You don't choose
0: your emotions, you choose your reaction to your yes. emotions.
1: When you feel sad, when you feel happy, it's up to you what you do with that. Yeah. So if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling like things are going bad, it's completely okay to cry. It's completely okay to not talk to people. It's completely okay to go to a party and not talk to anyone at all if you really want to. Um, So that's my advice Was that
0: something you were afraid of?
1: Um, I don't know Like When I went to a party I was like well parties are social I'm supposed to socialize Mm. But um, So my advice to my 18 year old self Is that whatever you're feeling It's natural Respect that feeling And if that means uh, that it conflicts With the ideals of others That's totally okay Because this is your world And if you suppress your feelings um, 24 year old me will tell you it's not a good idea. Cause it's gonna come out another way. Whether it comes out next year or next week, it's not gonna, it's not a good idea. Like mental health is a seriously important issue. And if you don't address your mental health, it doesn't matter. Like it's it's I always say this to people, this is an analogy. It's like cleaning your room. If you push all that shit under your bed, it doesn't mean it's gone. It means your room's just gonna smell like shit and you don't know why. You need to clean your bed, you need to clean your under your bed, you need to clean your room. Um, and you need to address issues directly on. Confrontation is a very important part of life. Just learn how to yeah. confront people um, in a respectful way where you respect their intention, you respect yours, you find an equal way, and you can both move forward. If you guys have tension and aggression, um, things will just boil and, and become things that they shouldn't. So that's, that's my advice to my 18-year-old self. And 18-year-old self, heads up. I drink like a lot more than than you do because you know I know you're still fighting and shit. But when you're 24, you you, you got into acting, and uh, it's a funner life over here, bro. Like spoiler it's fucking alert. sick. Jeez, spoiler alert, man. It's it's sick over here. So when when you're fighting, I totally understand if you don't drink and you're still weight cutting and shit. But um, hopefully you can get because Dan was
0: a UFC fighter.
1: little MMA, 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 MMA no, UFC. fighting. UFC is like the highest level. MMA, I was, I was in like lower competition than, uh, than the UFC. UFC mm-hmm. is like the very, the very highest level.
0: So here's, here's a weird, here's like a tough question for me to ask. Cause, cause I could, I could easily answer the 18 year old self by saying like, um, or that, that question I could answer by saying you are doing all the correct things. Um, trust in the process. Everything you want will come to you in due time. Um, I'll say that. Um, but if, if there is anything you could, you could say, okay, so, so imagine that your 18 year old self saw a path that your life would travel to get you where you are now. Yep. What would you tell your 18 year old self to comfort them in that, in that situation? Because, because I saw in that magnify Melbourne thing, your goal was UFC. Yeah. Now, similarly, my goal was art of motion, which is basically the UFC of parkour. Yeah. Now, what would you tell what, what would you tell that eighteen year old self um, to on, on one hand console them that they do not get to UFC slash art of motion, um, but at the same time let them know that life is better this way. Well, I wouldn't spoil the ending first yeah. off. Like I would say, like I well, want- okay, no, 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 but but imagine in this situation that the eighteen year old self saw where your life is now, and they were unhappy with it.
1: Oh right. Sure.
0: now. no I'm not saying that you should be unhappy with where you are right now because I you're, you're happy saying. and you're progressing yeah. yeah. So give it give it to us.
1: So I would say like like I mean it's hard because it's like when you're 18 you don't understand your emotions as well as you do when you're in your 20s and you know I'm going to be looking at this when I'm 30 I'm like mate that guy thought he understood mm-hmm. I understand. So what I would say is that like life is a flow. It's like a river floating downstream. You don't get to just you. You don't get to swim against the stream. You only get to decide whether you go left or right. Mm-hmm. This is where we are now. This is how it is. Um, all I can say to you is that don't stifle your emotions. Mm-hmm. Don't so fight it, it all kind of comes back to emotion. Don't fight against your natural instincts and emotions. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like. Because I think one of the things for our for our younger selves, like when we're teenagers and stuff, is that, and especially with this day and age, we have so many songs, social media, we have like music videos, we have movies that glorify essentially being a psychopath, not feeling for others. Mm-hmm. I you know I fuck people and I ghost them. I don't give a shit. It's like no. It's like this is no. It's like. Humans connect. to uh, Humans are pack animals. We're not lone wolf creatures. We are like wolves. We 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 operate in a pack and we operate in a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And you can't escape that. That is your biology. You're born into a human body. That is how we are. And we're the apex predator of the planet. So you should appreciate that. I'm not saying I'm not saying that you know some of the things that we've done it are all right. Except what I'm saying is that like that is just where you are. So. Part of being that is that you,
0: you, um, you have to accept your human nature.
1: You have to accept your human nature. You have to accept that, um, Josh is burping. You have to accept that, um, you know, like you have emotions and you, you, you rely on others to, to give you affirmation and reassurance. Yeah. And, and that's something you can't fight except the more specifically to my 18 year old self, I'd say, Hey man, I'm in Vancouver. Yeah. And the girls are hot.
0: <laughs> and that's what matters. Yeah. I, and I, I it's guess... fun,
1: bro. Like, we don't have to fight and, like, you know, fuck with part... Like, we don't have and to, like... And you get the
0: same level of satisfaction.
1: Yeah, it's dope. Yeah. Like, being an actor is dope, dude. Yeah. You get paid a lot of money to fucking talk to people and, like, act... And you don't have to get punched in the
0: face. I also anticipated that I would go into acting at, like, age 40. Like, I imagined I would um, go up the pro ladder in parkour and become, you know, become a full-time pro. And then acting was something that I anticipated happening when I was in in my 40s, you know. Um, So I guess I just asked that question. Lighter, lighter, lighter. Yeah. I I, I guess I just asked that question because... Um, I saw myself going through that route in parkour, and like my premier goal for myself was going to the art of motion in Greece, in yeah. Santorini, and just competing there. Um, and funny enough, um, I'm still listening. Yeah, when I'm I listening. when I when I finally got the chance to um, compete in the art of motion, I fucking so th- th- this is this is a funny little situation because b- before before I ever got the chance to travel to Santorini to. Uh, centering degrees to compete in the art of motion the the world championships basically at that time um i had had numerous dreams where i was um at the art of motion and i woke up late for the qualifiers and i missed my chance to compete um and then weirdly enough um when the time came to go to the on-site qualifiers i missed my chance that was a weird ass situation because I had dreamed that in multiple scenarios where uh, I dreamed that I was at the Art of Motion and I couldn't think up a line or I'd woken up late for the qualifiers or whatever. And then, funny enough, when that chance came in real life, I misbooked my flights and showed up to the Art of Motion late and could only be a spectator. Yeah. And I, I, had, I had dreamed that multiple times in so many different scenarios, where I wanted to be at the World Championships and do my best and compete. But whatever, whatever the case was in that, in, in those scenarios, something would always go wrong. And then that ended up happening in real life, where in 2017 I had the chance to go to the or 20 maybe 2018. Um, 2017, 2018, whenever I went, I had the chance to go to the Santorini Art of Motion and I misbooked my flights. Um, I was at Origins, the parkour gym and somebody, not somebody, Lincoln Powell, who was at the on-site qualifiers had texted me. He's like, hey, I'm at the on-site qualifiers. When are you getting here? And I was like, I'm still in Vancouver. And that was a weird moment where like, you know, sometimes you get the chance for your dreams to become reality and it's in a positive sense. And other times your dreams become reality and it's in like a world bending, a mind bending sense. And I, I had the same thing happen to me where, yeah, Lincoln, Lincoln, um, called me Lincoln Powell. Shout out Lincoln Powell. He is a fucking top tier athlete. So fucking good on the bars. And he just says to me, dude, I'm at the Art of Motion qualifiers. Where are you? And I was like, dude, I'm at fucking Origins. And that was the thing that I had worked towards. Like, I started parkour in 2018. This was back in uh, maybe 2017, 2018. And, you know, eight years later, I had the chance to, to execute. I felt like maybe skill-wise, I was ready to go into the art of motion. And then that happened to me. And I was like, that's just the way that shit goes. You know, I and I still went on the flight, you know, with my friend Jovi, and we arrived there, and it was still a really fucking good time there at a motion. Like, I had decided at that motion, at, at that moment when when Lincoln was like, dude, I'm here, where are you? I was like, this is fucked up. This has ruined... Th- th- this is a dream of mine gone wrong. But I had, a, I had an interesting realization. I was like, I'm going to make the best of this. And I I had my flight to Greece the next day and I showed up there and it was still a fucking good time and I decided all that I can do in this situation is have a good time with you know what I have been given you know I have I have reached this dream position of mine which has happened to me before like I have reached this level that I've always aspired to and and in some in, in some ways felt not ready for it or felt like something has gone wrong and I had decided, perhaps due to my meditation training or due to whatever, all that I could do was accept that. All that I could do was understand this is the way that life is going. I can choose to make the best of it. Or I can dwell on this for the rest of my life. Because there are people I have seen who have dwelled on their dreams going the wrong direction. And that is their life.
1: I mean, that's annoying to listen to as well. Like People are like, oh, yo, I used to be... Uh... I used to be an actor once. I did like three lines in in uh, the One Hundred. And I
0: just want those people to shut the fuck up. Yeah. I just want those people to shut the fuck up because I have done background. Like when I, when I was in when I was in Alberta, where the film industry is small, and I had talked to other background actors who had talked about their attempts in the background industry and trying to make their way up through the acting industry and trying to become you know bigger actors and not becoming successful. And they're like, yeah, this dream just didn't work. And I was like, shut the fuck up. I was in, I was in a I was in a feature film, I was playing background, and the guy that I was talking to had just he was like he was like fifty years old and he was just talking about how shit didn't work for him. I was like, shut up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. This is a path I wanna travel down and I'm going to do everything in my power. And if shit doesn't work out for me then that's that. But here you are doing background, you're fifty, you're in Calgary, like of course you're unhappy. Do you know where the film industry is at? It's at LA, Vancouver, India. (laughs) It, 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 of course you're unhappy doing this in Alberta because there's not much of a film industry there because shit doesn't work. I don't know where I'm going with this point, but you
1: gotta, you gotta move where the business is. And, and I was in Australia. Yeah. It's not very diverse. They like, uh, like I've said this many times in many different iterations, but I'm going to say on this podcast, when I was auditioning... Uh, for, in Australia? Yeah, for those of you who don't know, a breakdown is what the characters, they need. They tell they you say, about the characters they yeah, need in so, the
0: breakdown. Give us a, tell us about the breakdown. Say,
1: for example, they were casting this podcast, right? They would say, oh, we need uh, Caucasian male and an Hello. Asian or ethnically ambiguous male uh, to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. In, in the breakdowns in Australia, it was just like caucasian 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 mm-hmm. um and then they would have like one open ethnicity role and i just realized like it's gonna be very difficult to make a career here if i do want to be an actor mm. so i just had to move to where there is work uh america there's a lot of work but the visas are very difficult
0: so and you, you moved to, to america first right you moved to didn't, didn't you go to la first i did go to la that yeah. was for
1: that was for a training course i was doing a bunch of acting stuff there
0: so how, how did tell me tell me about your la experience because to me that's like a blip in the experience of dan yeah like I don't, I don't know much about it aside from the fact that like things didn't quite go the way that you wanted there and then you weren't i don't know you you, you you thought maybe vancouver was a better option for you that's all i know
1: um so essentially um i had uh auditioned for this um like course uh it was like a training course uh, like a
0: like a theater actor training or like what 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 was this training course?
1: It was a training course for actors. It was, it was an actors intensive, um, and essentially, um, uh, the the you had to audition um, to see if like you were a serious actor or whatever, whatever. And I got in, and there was just me and a selection of twelve others that went to LA, and um, so did
0: you audition for this course?
1: Yes. Um, who auditioned for it and me and 12 other actors went to LA that made the cut and uh, we, all, we met a bunch of casting directors we did a bunch of we memorised three scripts a day to perform to different casting directors multiple times a day and that was and then at the end of the course uh, I got an offer from an agency but um, in that agency they were like well if you don't have your American visa or your green card like, we can't really help you, or your O-1 visa, and for those of you who don't know, um, that's essentially, like, your ability to work in, uh, legally work in America,
0: and completely reliant on having a visa.
1: Yeah, it's completely, like, you because can, I've like, heard
0: of actors going from Vancouver to, um, LA and doing auditions and stuff, perhaps running, winning a role, but then at the end of the day, they're like, do you have an American visa? And they're like, yeah. No. Then they're like, "Well, why the fuck did you do, did you do this?"
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna name the production, but I did like i like got cast in a production recently that was that I was supposed to be shooting in Fiji, and then another one. It got and then it got um and and because of COVID they retracted it to LA or uh, Vegas actually. And then... It makes
0: somewhat sense, but...
1: And then they're like, oh, because you don't have an American visa, you can't work here. So, essentially, that was my experience in LA. I did a bunch of training and then they asked if i had a visa and he didn't have one and then uh canada isn't a strict so i came to canada and started acting. can you
0: talk about it did you sign an nda do you feel like it would i uh, signed an nda it? but
1: the, the show is out but like i just i just don't want to seem like okay. bitter about it you know what i mean it's
0: a well-known show it's a well-known show yeah um but he, he was he was a very high he was a, a very high probability candidate and then he was snubbed shortly of of going and doing it just because of the way that covid um, has gone
1: Yeah But the thing is that You can't be bitter about the stuff Like what I, I think the, the whole point Why I engaged in this is like um, And taking it from your parkour store Is to like It's like Life As I said is before Is like a river It just flows downstream You cannot you cannot, you can choose to like, you can waste your
0: energy swimming against it or you can swim with it.
1: Or you can just swim with it. It's like, okay, you can,
0: you can flow with it. You don't have to swim with it. You know, you can, you can go faster if you swim with it, but, but you can choose to flow with it or you can choose to try and alter the course. But either way, that is the way that life will flow. Yeah. It's
1: like, it's like life has taken you to shit's Creek. Okay. I can choose left. I can choose right. I can't choose away from shit's Creek. Yeah. And that's just
0: what you got to do. Um, so yeah, yeah. Again, give give the viewers a little something on that. Tell them about <laughs> shit's creek.
1: Yeah, um, I was hoping Josh wouldn't go away because I got to hiccup a lot. I've got to yawn a lot, and that, that makes it difficult to transmit information.
0: This is gonna be the longest podcast in in, in my history of, of, of the of podcasts. Yeah. But like, I feel like we're we're about an hour and a half in. We're reaching a really interesting and honest point. Mm. I, like, I want to
1: see going it's Christmas the special on the wall. It's very recording I feel like reached a really interesting point of honesty. yeah it's it's uh it's a Christmas special truly um, and it's cool that we have this forum to uh blabber thoughts to potentially eight viewers
0: <laughs> yeah um... <laughs> in terms of reaching your goals and all that and you know things not ending up in the way that you want I've talked about my experience with Team Fereng in a multitude of settings and have had a variety of, of lenses on it you know I think I think a lot of them have been just like either um, this was a, a tough experience and I grew from it um, I think in some settings I've had a, a, a negative lens on it in some settings I've had a positive lens on it at the end of the day, it's an experience that I had where um, Team Farang in parkour, um, before Store, they were like the premier parkour team. They were like the main, like when you think of parkour, you think of Team Farang. Yeah. Um, they were the team that came up and inspired me the most and my goal at the end of the day was to just hang out with them. That was my, my life goal, hang out with them. <laughs> and then as soon as that became a possibility and you know think things my, my hard work paid off and you know stra- network strategy networking strategies i had paid off as soon as that happened and, and then other possibilities opened up for me hanging out wasn't enough and then um you know i did finally hang out with them and it was the dopest shit and i am so fucking grateful for there's the experience. always that next step there's always, there's that, always next that, that
1: next step that's how and humans work we are just biologically wired to be like that's the next step and if and hey if you don't have a next step you're fucked
0: <laughs> just growing up in, a, in a, a capitalist society where things are uh, engineered towards always escalating yeah. towards towards always getting the next best thing you know, you, you, you get that goal, and then as soon as you get that goal, you can't even celebrate it because you're, you're focused on going like, cool. towards the next thing. What's the next thing? Yeah, yeah be, because what is what is the next possibility for me? It's not hanging out with Team Fereng. It's fucking being on the team, you Elite know, or, or, or whatever, Elite Smash, <laughs> you know, all, all, all these things. And, and yeah, it was a crazy experience for me going out and being with those guys and seeing the professionalism they had and, and, and the... Um, the attitude they had towards, you know, forming parkour lines and and you know going out every day early in the morning, going out and shooting every single day and stuff. I wasn't ready for it, you know. That that wasn't something I had prepared myself for. It's something it was something that I had aspired to, and it was something that um, I had dreamed of. I had, I had dreamed many, many, many. And it's weird as as a as a person I find my life a lot is intertwined with the way that i dream as a person like in terms of like being asleep and dreaming not like you know daydreaming and shit like that like i think um the dreams that i have in my sleep kind of intertwine with the ways that i aspire to be as a person and i had i had many 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 dreams of hanging out with team Fereng or being with them blah, blah blah blah. but um when i had finally reached that point i had realized that that was not the person that I was, I hadn't built myself up to have this work ethic of when I go out on the trip, I have to just, I have to shoot, you know, two, three lines a day and whatever. like I was shooting one line a day when I was with them and I needed help and whatever. But, um, yeah, that was a, that was a really interesting trip because I learned a lot about what it takes to be a, a professional parkour athlete. And I didn't see that, um, reflected in my own practice. It wasn't something I felt prepared for because, um
1: constant content creation like the same with tiktok same with instagram same with youtube it's like the demand is just so high yeah it's just so high all the fucking time
0: yeah and doing like like i just when i would do a line like i I would do like one line and i wouldn't i I don't want anyone anyone's help for it i just want to go out and do something creative in one spot (sighs) And then that's that for the day. If I if I go out and shoot, if I shoot one line, then that's that. But a lot of parkour teams and a lot of people, just the way that they train, that they're re- they're ready to go out and shoot numerous lines a day, and they're ready to just constantly create. Um, and that was something I wasn't ready to to f- fulfill. That was a, a weird little obstacle to be. With. Like I um I think I said to them one day, like I felt like um, a rookie cop in a ride along. Like I felt like I was I was kind of watching how the real cops do it, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Every day, because those guys were really the real deal. They're ready to go out and do that shit, and I thought that that was something that I wanted to aspire to. And watching watching them really execute on that on that, uh, execute on that, I was like, "Holy shit! These guys are the real deal." And I still give respect to them, even though um, you know COVID has happened and you know the world is more separated than ever, and you know it's tough to travel and stuff like that. Like they're still, they're still a dope parkour team. They're they're still doing great and making videos and stuff like that. But um, yeah, that was a crazy trip to just feel like you know, I don't know, as a person who aspires to accomplish great things, and then you're you know you're put alongside with you know some of the greatest. And you think that you can measure up to that, and and you put it. I don't know. I I felt like I came into that experience with a, a weird sense of entitlement, where I felt like this was this was something that I had thought of many times in the car ride to and from the gym in my own home city. Was that I felt like I had this latent potential inside of me, like a like a. I imagined it as like a power crystal and when i reached the final test that this 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 crystal or this this latent power inside of me would be activated that this thing that i had kept from myself for so long my my own what what i saw as my own potential as a human being would be activated I, just, I, I imagined that some latent potential inside of me, if ever met with these circumstances, would activate. That I would snap into action and that I, I would be the parkour athlete I had always dreamed of. But one thing I'd, I've heard in the Tim Ferriss podcast is that we do not rise to the level of our hopes. We fall to the level of our practice. We fall to the level of our training. And that was what happened. And I think I did well. But I think that, you know, I've said in, in numerous interviews and I've said in, in videos documenting my experience on this, like I, I was the person who I'd imagined them wanting as opposed to the person that I imagined I was. And, and I did that and I was the, the, the creative athlete that they, that they wanted and that they brought and I satisfied that experience, but I did not satisfy whatever they were looking for for the role. And that was a weird formulative experience for me. And that's something that I, I kind of take with me for the rest of my life because not, I, I haven't stopped that journey and that thirst for being, you know, the best version of myself. But that experience was a trial of fire and teaching me that it, it, it was a very intimate lesson in that we do not fall to the, the level of our hopes or Sorry, we do not rise to the level of our hopes. We fall to the level of our training. We fall to the level of our practice.
1: My coach always used to say that. He used to say... Um, or we do not
0: rise to the level of our hopes. We fall to the level of our training. He
1: used to say, you fight how you train. Yeah. And people would say, oh, no, trust me. Like, I'm, I'm puffed out today. But, like, when I fight, I'll be better. Mm. And he's like, all right. You won't. Well, if, you, if you... If you... When you fight, you'll be better. And, you know, coarse language warning for the audience but we've been swearing this whole time it it is what it is but like he said to this guy he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna go to your home and i'm gonna rape your wife well (laughs) he's like so what are you gonna do
0: someone's like a like a uh a fighter said that to you
1: no my coach said that to it to one of his uh his his people that was training so he was
0: trying to put them in a scenario where they were activated like their fight or flight yeah was fully activated yeah, he was trying like, to fully activate he's like oh fight you, fight.
1: when you fight you're gonna do it okay yeah. well you're puffed right now just want to see his intention if, in if i that. if i go when i'm gonna leave this gym and i'm gonna go home and fucking ruin your family essentially yeah anyway. how would you fight in that scenario yeah and, the, and then and then the guy's like and he's like you know, like you you said, when you fight, you'd be better. Yeah. This is, the, I'm, I just threatened your entire life and your family and yeah. you're not doing shit. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, like at the end of the day, we like to fantasize that, you know, as actors, I'll, I'll be better in the audition. I'll be better in the fight. I'll be better in whatever it is. But so
0: it's like, train to be the best in that like, situation where are you going
1: to pull that from yeah you know what you I mean? think you're
0: going to pull that from some weird void where your potential is waiting for you yeah but you are the person in control of creating that potential that's
1: what we don't like to that's what we don't like to accept as 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 humans I there, feel there like, is so.
0: no potential that you're holding away from yourself there is only the potential you're creating for yourself yeah. the, the potential that you create through hard work. We all like the hidden reality. Mm-hmm. We all like the fantasy story. We
1: all like the, you know what? Um, like, I've never met a girl that has clicked with me, but, like, there's going to be this one girl that I'm going to meet at a bar and we're going to live happily ever. No. no. Like, you have to go out there and find them. Yeah. You have to... You have to go there and put out the work. You have, you have, you have in. to swing. You got to swing yeah, and you got to gotta, miss. You got to so take a shot. You got to, like... You got you to gotta put yourself... And that, like, that's kind of, like, the, the message, I feel, is that, like, with your story, with my story... At the end of the day, you've got to put yourself. You've got to be vulnerable. You've got to put yourself out there to be rejected. You've got to put yourself out there to lose a fight. Yeah. You've got to put yourself out there to um, disappoint. You know, yeah. whatever it might be, like whatever it is, whatever that means in the audience's life. Like, you have to put yourself out there to um, potentially. There's got to in in order in order for there to be great gain, there has to be great losses. Yeah. Essentially, what I'm saying.
0: And weirdly. Um, and, and and this may sound oddly optimistic or oddly pessimistic to some people. Like, for better or for worse, I've achieved 50% of the things that I've amounted to. You know, like, my goal was to hang out with Team Farang. I almost joined the team, and I, had, I they, they flew me out, and we, we had four videos together. And that was a premier experience of my life, and it was very formulative. But part of my other aspirations for parkour was that... Um, I wanted to compete in the art of motion, and I wanted to do well. And then, in in the moment where I got the chance to that to, to do that, um, I had robbed myself short of that. Um, and then also, I don't know. Re- realistically, in that scenario, I don't. I, I don't know if I would have made it to to finals. I don't know if I would have made it into the competition. But um, I don't know. the 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 bottom line is that when you're young even even when you are old you believe you have some latent potential that you have not activated but you you need to form that in your practice hmm. that is something that you must make for yourself to assist you through the hell of whatever these trials are because i went in that in and out with my motivation for training and you know i felt in and out of love and i i had days where i didn't want to train and i had to go and i had to go and drill things or whatever and there are modern translations for that for me with comedy and with acting and things like that at the end of the day again you do not rise to the level of your hopes you fall to the level of your training and that and that seems pessimistic now but if you raise your training to the premier level of what you're doing, you raise your standard, you raise your, um, you you raise the standard for yourself to that. You will be able to fulfill that. Otherwise, if you're holding withholding your potential for when your time comes, you will not be ready. A lot of people like to think
1: they're withholding their potential, but really it, that is their full depend potential, uh, with fear. So you just have to remove the fear. Mm -hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting. It's like, everyone likes to Like, for example, this is the typical thing. I don't believe there's a single person in the audience that hasn't heard this before. Um, or, oh, I'm smart, I just don't try. Mm. Smart people um, who
0: don't apply themselves.
1: Now, I'm not saying that you're not smart, because I don't believe academics is every single intelligence. But what I'm saying is that if you don't try, there's no way that you accurately know how academic you are you know what i mean mm. um and that that's what i'm saying is that like you can't you can't say oh i'm this but i'm this like it's just like whatever you're saying like in what
0: sense like i'm this one this what, what do you mean when you're saying that
1: like oh i'm for example i'm a good I'm, a
0: acad- f- I'm, I'm like book smart or like i'm street smart but i'm not book smart
1: no no for example like uh i'm a good fighter but in my fights i just like i just don't fully try I'm a good. I'm smart, but I just so don't what. What study. do you think? What do you
0: think drives people to not try in those situations? Like they think they're a smart fighter. Fear. They're in a. They're in a life or death situation. they they're that, like not going to die in a fight, but it does feel like a life or death situation. That, I'd imagine. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying. Is that like, people? People have this. People have this fear that it's like if I try a hundred percent, then there are no excuses left mm. when I fail. Mm. If
0: I fail, like you, you are met with your own insignificance if you do fail in that situation where you do apply yourself 100%. You're afraid if you do apply yourself 100% that it won't be enough. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that like
1: true failure is when you put 100% in and you get 0% back mm-hmm. and you're like
0: I oh, fuck oh, I like, I'm just not enough. So let's let's ground the situation in reality. Is there a situation where you do put 100% in and you get 0% back? Um like, I, I immediately, my mind travels to the audition um, yep. realm where, okay, so you do think you get 0% back. You you put your heart and soul into sending an audition, you get 0% back. But however, however, you do gain the experience of having put in that work for an audition. That's a positive mindset. Some people
1: don't have that mindset. For example, I'm using the most uh, relatable example is like, some people say, Oh yeah, I scored seventy percent in the exam, but I didn't try. Mm-hmm. It's just like, why? I mean, well, you did try. That is your hundred percent. Your hundred percent is is eighty percent. If you try to if you try hundred percent, like, I mean, that is your that's your version of hundred percent. If you and the thing is that some people deliberately try eighty percent because it's like, if you try hundred percent in so the exam, are fair failure. yeah, if you try hundred percent in the exam. And you score seventy percent, you know that truly you are a seventy percent student at this very time. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people are scared of that. Mm-hmm.
0: So That's do, what I'm some saying. people see that as a reflection on who they are as a person permanently, as opposed to seeing that as a reflection on who they are as a person, or uh, in terms of the the work and the progress they have achieved in that moment. You mm-hmm. know, they see that as uh, an all encompassing image of who they are as a person in that moment or uh, forever. I think that um,
1: it's a it's a reality that is reoccurring. It's not just it's like I heard this stupid quote once, and I still think it's fucking stupid. Regardless of what I'm about to say, is that like one there's a fear of failure, but there's also a fear of like how great you could actually be. Mm-hmm.
0: I think I think that that fear is greater than the fear of failure. It's like there's it the fear of how great you could actually be, and that that that, that seems complicated for people to contemplate because. Um, you know, obviously you want to be the greatest version of yourself, um, but that is held back by the amount that you want to try. Well, am I, am I just sipping this? But, um, a lot of people don't understand that analogy that, that the true fear is the person that you could be versus the failure.
1: Here's the thing that I want to say about that is that like I reckon people are like oh why would you be scared of the thing that you like the the great you, you could achieve greatness. Well cuz here's the thing is that like we we as as people enjoy comfort and the com- and and anyone listening the comfort is where you are right now. You might live with your mom, you might live out of home, you might live in a minimum like you might do a minimum wage job. But The thing is that like The comfort is where you are right now. That is your pattern. The thing that we're scared of is changing that pattern. If you become greater than you've ever become before, if you become your ultimate self, one, you
0: realize how insignificant you were before.
1: One, you realize how insignificant you were before. Two, you realize there are no excuses left. So if you fail, you truly fail. And three, it changes your life.
0: Mm.
1: Think about this. Like a lot of people think, Oh, being rich and famous would be great. If you're rich and famous, the whole world is paying attention to you. Every single mistake you make, people are watching. Pause that thought. This is wrapping up the podcast. Um, You can see my heart beating. I need to wrap up the podcast. Can you you see my heart beating, dude? No. (laughs) Whatever. Um, (laughs) So, what I'm saying is that... um, like, so I've given you the the two, three other reasons, whatever I listed, of why you might be scared of achieving your ultimate potential. But the thing is that, like, something I realized is that, like, when, if you become everything that you've ever wanted to be, that means that you, your life has completely changed. What you, every reality as you know it is, is completely changing and... And there are gonna be people that are out to get you because they, they don't like whatever you're doing,
0: or there's gonna be people that say, Oh, you used to be like this and that. Do you see on the screen there's just so much wall on the right hand? <laughs> oh, I see that, I see that, yeah. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Um but yeah, going. that's <laughs> that,
1: that that's what I'm saying is that like I'm like there are people who push through that, of course. But that that's what I'm saying is that like Yeah, zooming in. Um that's what I'm saying, is that, like, that's one... That, that, those are a couple of the reasons why we may be scared to reach our full potential. It's like, I'm not going to lie. I'll be scared. If I did something that was Oscar nomination worthy, I'd be like, I'm terrified now. <laughs> like, there are going to be people out there that hate me just for being successful. You know what I mean? Um, I don't
0: know. Yeah. Just um, in case we don't know you saying. How about the Oscars? Yeah. For but but
1: I think I think that... Um, we, we all get in this, we're chasing this dream, but it's a kind of like a dog chasing a car, when you catch the car, what do you do? You and go on to the next thing. Yeah, that that's what, that's what, you know, the, the progressive do, but I think a lot of people are just generally scared of, of reaching their, right. and I think that's why there's a lot of existential crisis once people finish uni degrees, because it's like, oh cool, you're um a fully qualified clinical psychologist, go, do, go be a clinical psych, and you're like, shit, do I really want to be that? One of my friends was a master physio. He did his master's in physio. And then he was like, I did my master's in physio and realized that's not what I want to do. You know? That's and a crazy sort of realization. Like, yeah. And it's like society, society, your family, everything <laughs> encourages you to do that. Yeah. And when you achieve that goal, you're like, shit, what about me? I don't want to do this though. And I feel, I feel like that's the same with like reaching our ultimate potential. Is like, that's one of the scary things. It's like, you to the audience, are you living the dream, Are you living the life or the reality that you really want to live? And if you achieve that goal, are you going to be happy or are you going to be resentful? Or are you going to be scared? Like,
0: so I guess there's, there's two points I want to say to that. One is that, yes, the goal changes um, and, and it forever will continue to move down the line. Um, but that doesn't make it any less worth it. Um, and the second point is that I don't remember what the fuck I was going to say. Because I've been drinking I'm not saying it's
1: any less worth it I'm not saying any bad things about it I'm just saying there's a lot of fear Associated mm-hmm. to um, actually achieving your goals Because a lot of people It's like an endless pursuit It's all about the journey But yeah. it's like when you finally arise At the top of the mountain And that's your destination You're like shit
0: Yeah And it is Like I feel like I am kind of At a weird Mount Everest point Where I have Like from from 18 Even, even f- uh, 15, 16 years old I have achieved the things that I set out to do, and there's only a mountain higher to go to. Mm. And right. that's scary. I've, I've, I've achieved the things I set myself out to do aside from achieve, um competing in the art of motion, which is still a possibility. If I want to go out if I want to push myself to compete in that, it's still a possibility. Mm. I'm only 24 and and you know parkour athletes haven't even figured out where they're capping out at in terms of their skill level um in relation to their age and we're in a dark age
1: of like tricking and parkour it's like Mm. people are are doing astounding shit look at um look at uh what's that little kid's name chose chose dude he's just breaking records man he's just doing the craziest shit and now this is directed the parkour community the free running community the tricking community it's like there are there uh, those of you who don't know about these communities there are athletes out there doing shit that you've only seen in cartoons there are, there are people doing shit out there that you're like, that's special effects. Mm-hmm. No, there's people out there literally doing shit that you didn't think
0: was possible. And, and, and you know what? T- to, get, to get to that level, like I remember when I, it was twenty or 2009 or 2008, when my brother had showed me videos of Ninja College or something like that, Ninja University. Oh.
2: Is it so on YouTube? Like
0: yeah, it must be on YouTube. But yeah. he was showing videos of that and I was like, no human can ever achieve shit like that. And now, these days, the things that I do regularly are things that I was seeing in that video. Yeah. I'm doing that shit with ease. Yeah, all it takes is practice. Yeah. It, all, all it takes is to find a way in and to learn how to do that and to practice. Now, to, to, to reflect that upon myself in my current situation, um, I am currently break, breaking into the, the stand-up comedy um, scene. And one thing I heard in an interview between Joe Rogan and Ari Shafir, who I went to go see in February for his Jew special in February, um, but it was canceled um, because he got canceled at that time. Um, But one thing I heard in a talk between Joe Rogan and Ari Shafir was that if you are getting laughs early on in your career, already that is promising, you just keep going. And if that's if that is the one piece of wisdom that I could impart to people currently, if you are on a path, if you are trying to achieve something and and you have achieved any level of feedback or success in that stage for me, I have received a few laughs during my during my comedy (laughs) act. And that's enough because in my like some people in their first year, they're just not funny. They're just not fucking funny. Good realization. I, I you're I a loser, <laughs> <And, laughs> You're a fucking <laughs> loser, lose man. <am> <laughs> but, um, you know, when, when when you have discovered some level of promise in in whatever career path you have decided to take, stick with it. You give it a few years and things will start to change. You know, I want to be an open micer, and then I want to be a doorman, a headliner, or sorry, a doorman, uh, an MC, a headliner, a road comic, a stadium, wh- whatever the fuck the jump is to being a stadium comic. I want to do that. And I heard this in the podcast. It was that if you know you've seen any level of promise in your career, anything that, that is indicating that you have found the right thing, stick with it, give it time, and you will get there.
1: And I think um, for a person like you that thrust themselves 110% into everything, that is an uncomfortable reality that many people don't like to face is that like the power is actually all in your hands and um, you don't have any excuses. And trust me, from someone that comes from a disadvantaged background, that's not an excuse either. Like, okay, let's entertain the fact that it is an excuse. So what? You live your whole life in a shit? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: At least you fucking tried.
1: You know what I mean? It's just like so. If you're just gonna say, "Oh, you know, life wasn't fair to me," which it isn't fair to anyone. So what? Your life, your entire life is shit. So it's like, so whatever you want to be, that is the uncomfortable reality to many people. It's like, whatever you want to be, it's entirely in your power. And if you don't become that, it's your fault. <laughs>
0: What is it that causes us 20-somethings to try and motivate other 20-somethings our age?
1: I think because we're all struggling, really. Because
0: like... we're all trying to understand who the fuck we yeah. are and what I mean, the fuck we're doing. The world is a mysterious place,
1: man. Like, yep. I I was, I listen to paranormal shit all the time, and it's like... There's paranormal a, shit in what the, sense? Like, ghosts. Um, like not ghost story. People that go out... The people that go to the forest and they're forest rangers and they see shit they can't explain. People like that what? go people that go into the okay I'll tell you something fucking random as fuck and you can look this up um, A lot I'm of so
0: fucking drunk right now yeah so yeah.
1: forest rangers go into the forest right and they're doing they're looking for missing children or whatever the fuck it is and they encounter random staircases that just are in the forest for no apparent reason and if you touch these staircases or go anywhere near them bad things happen that sounds like a crock of shit why I don't I don't know. Same as UFOs. There's no water in that. I filled it up twice, though, so you have to fill it up now. God damn it. He's telling me to UFOs. I'm going to fill
0: this up and I'm going to go piss. Piss into the,
1: the thing and we can drink it in Let's
0: get past the motivational point. Let's see what exists beyond this. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's like, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of things in this world that, um... oh, let's get into paranormal stories. Have let's, you ever experienced let's... anything paranormal? Go on. You you give your
0: story and then I will eventually
1: I, get to mine. Honestly, I've I'm so tired of saying this story because it's like it just it's I know the story and it's like watching a movie twenty times, I'm gonna say it anyway because I've never said it on a podcast. But like I went into a mental asylum. <laughs> it was abandoned. I snuck in with a Real? bunch of River
0: Riverview?
1: No, it was in Australia. Okay. Uh I think it was in Watsonia. Keep going
0: with the story. It um, Imagine people, the people who are listening to Yeah.
1: So hard. I went into this mental asylum that was abandoned in Australia. Um, I went there as a friend. Um, one of my so I've got one friend, Andy, and another guy with me who it was Andy's friend. Let's just call him Derek. Um, Derek decides to go. So we're on the second level. Derek decides to go upstairs to the third level. We're in a plus section. We just came from a reception area. If you go this way, it opens a door. You fall off the second story of a balcony. That's not useful. If you go this way, it goes deeper into the mountain of the If you go this way, it goes up to the third story. If you go this way, it goes back out where we can. So, me and Andy are like, dude, you go up to the third level. We've been warned many times not to go up to the third level because it's an old building. You could fall through. It's really dangerous. He's like, I want to take some pictures. Go ahead. Fucking goes up on his own. Um, me and Andy are sitting in this, in the middle of this section in front of us, there's about 20 meters, uh, of grass. Um, like, so it's like grass and, um, vines have grown into the building through the windows and they're on, on the, on, in the building and it's deeper into the asylum. Me and Andy are sitting there with our backs facing the second story fall. Like, if you go out the door, you just fall. Um, you can have some more if you want. Um, finish that and then we can start some more. Um, and, um, and so me and Andy are sitting there. I think Annie's stoned. And, uh, and I'm like, mate, you know what? Like, being in this mental asylum, people say, oh, being in an abandoned mental asylum, there's a lot of dead people, it's fucking scary, there's a morgue downstairs. I'm like, whatever, man. A lot of dead people
0: in a, in a mental asylum? Well, do, do people
1: die in a mental asylum? Yeah, because if, if a mental patient dies, they take them down to the morgue, which is downstairs, and they transport the body to <sighs> other places. Yeah. Um, Like what? Well, they would take them to, like, the city morgue and then put them in
0: a funeral home. And, and it so, so that's not in the body. morgue. So what's... What, what ghosts are there there?
1: No, no. So, like, people do die... Like, it's the same as a jail. If someone dies in a jail, they have to go to a temporary holding area, which is, like, a morgue. And then they send them, you know, to a funeral home to see their family. So,
0: there's an interesting mentality that goes in tandem with that. Is that objects have a memory. Um, that's that's something that... Um, it's kind of a, a, a newer age belief is that objects can kind of contain some form of memory in terms of how they're interacted with so do you believe that when you're in that situation of exploring that place that you were interacting with some form of of memory from some form of object memory from that place i i I don't know i looked through a lot of
1: papers that i found on the ground and they were all mental patient papers and stuff and i was like look do you find anything shocking no, not really. It was just like oh this, per- this 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 person has uh schizophrenia, this person has I was like depression, like I'm like So okay. what was your experience in that so situation? I was sitting in the plus size section and I was <laughs> plus, plus size, size section of, I si- of what? Of I was what? sitting well, I explained it to the audience before so I'm not gonna okay, go into I it again, ping. but I was sitting in a cross section where there's four different paths. Yeah, and I'm Ooh, sitting, terrifying. And I'm sitting in the middle and one of our mates has gone upstairs. Yeah. And uh we left him to do his thing. I'd love to do a
0: review with you one day. Yeah, let's, 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 let's go Urbex.
1: Or, There's an Australian thing called Urbex, Urban Exploring. Urbex we, exists uh, here. I, 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 I also love Urbex. No shit, let's do that. I also really enjoy we'll Urbex. We'll do a podcast in Urbex. Anyway, so we're sitting there and uh, I was with Andy who's stoned. And I'm like, dude, we've come to this mental asylum. People say they see ghosts. People say they see shit. I don't feel, like, my gut instinct, I don't feel any danger. It's just a dark, abandoned place. Like, who gives a shit? So, I was like, mm. do you want to turn off our torch and just see how it feels to be, like... In a flashlight? If we... Yeah, let's turn it, turn off the flashlight mm-hmm. see if it feels scary or mm-hmm. anything. It was like, yeah, cool, let's do it. Mm. Turn it off. We're waiting there for a couple of minutes. And then, from the opposite section, like, all the way down deep into the asylum, because we're facing deeper in the asylum where the mm-hmm. grass is, we just see these footsteps, like... Now, this isn't unusual because other people visit the building. Yeah. So it's like, it could be the security guard, it could be other it could teenagers. Be else in,
0: like visiting. Yeah, it could
1: be anyone. So
0: I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, ksh,
1: ksh, ksh, ksh. it's approaching us. Mm-hmm. And then I've turned on the flashlight, nothing there. And I mm. looked at, and I was like, okay, that's Terrifying. Weird. So it could be someone upstairs, it could be, they could have ducked out, you know, whatever. So I looked at Andy, I was like, did you hear that? He's like, yeah. I was like, whatever. So I turn off the flashlight. Wait a couple, maybe 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Picks up where it left off.
0: Mm-hmm. Walking mm-hmm. towards us. And I was like... like so your I was breath like, started increasing. Yeah, you were like, getting anxious. What the fuck? This is weird. Because I yeah. cause
1: the moonlight's coming through the window. I can't see anything. I was like... Like looking at us. And then I'm like... And I turn the flashlight on again. And then... And nothing's there And mm. I was like I looked at Andy I'm like Dude What the fuck And he's just so chill Cause he was stoned Yeah And I'm like And I'm like Did you hear that? Mm. And he's like yeah I'm like Is this guy just fucking bullshitting me Cause he's stoned I'm like What did you hear? Mm-hmm. It's like The he footsteps The footsteps They're coming towards us yeah. And I was like Okay so he definitely did hear it Yeah So I was like Alright you know what I'm sick of being like A horror movie pussy Where it's like Nothing even happened I'm gonna turn the flashlight off Fuck it so turn the flashlight off. We wait a couple of nought seconds, and it's like, and then we're waiting. So um, I explained to the audience before this is a hallway that vines have grown in through the window, so you can hear the crunching of the leaves.
0: Mm-hmm. Can hear the leaves under feet.
1: Yes. Okay. Like I could hear pressure crushing them. Mm. And then it gets to the point where we're on carpet. So it's like from us to that wall over there. It's like five meters.
0: Maybe like yeah, five meters away yeah. from us.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. And then it stops mm-hmm. because there's a divide between. So we're on carpet with Aaron on leaves.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: and I'm like, what the
1: fuck? It's on the couch. And I'm like, I'm shaking. I'm like holding my torch. I'm like, don't turn it. Don't turn it on. Don't turn it on. Don't turn it on. And it's like from us to the camera, and I'm like, and I turn the thing. So maybe on, like, I'm like one meter away. Yeah, I'm one like, meter. I'm like, something's about to harm us, and nothing's there.
0: Whoa.
1: And I look at Andy, I'm like, dude, why are you not freaked out as me? Like, are you hearing the shit? Because yeah. I was sober. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah. And yeah. I was like, what are you fucking hearing? And yeah. he's like, the footsteps, they're walking towards us. And I was like,
0: Bitch, tell me what the fuck is up. And I was like,
1: thought. I know. And I was just like, do you want to get out of here? And he's like, yeah. Yes. And then so we called up to our mate. Derek, I said to the audience, I was like, Derek, he wasn't there, um, so we left him, which is kind of a dog thing to do. But we called to him, dog. We, what, do you we, mean, what do you mean by dog? Dog, dog is like a way of saying like a bad friend thing to do, or it's like a, bad a thing like a, friend. a like your. So crossing, you left, so there. So like like if I if I stole your water bottle, it's like Dan, you're such a dog. You stole. know what I mean? What do you mean? Stole it.
0: Oh, stole. Okay.
1: Yeah, um, and he wasn't there, so we left the abandoned asylum nothing happened to us or anything yeah i just had this feeling inside i was like if that (laughs) thing gets to us something bad's
0: gonna happen you know what i mean like okay so in this scenario a ghost reaches you what do you what what the fuck happens So, so so imagine this thing that's walking towards you reaches you what's your fear that's gonna do
1: to you this is this is actually something i wanted to share with the viewers because it's like we're also scared of ghosts. Oh, oh, ghost is ghost is lifting this phone and it drops it. If you think about it, any human being who's fucking above the age of five can lift a phone. Mm-hmm. Like, ghosts can't do shit. If you think about it like, oh, I wake up and there's a dark presence at the end of my bed. That's scary, mm-hmm. sure. Can it
0: beat you up? So that that's something that I've you know found I mean? myself being afraid of, especially in my teenage years, was that... Um, this is okay, this is this is like a weird um insight into teenage years, but like I felt I felt afraid of ghosts when I was that age as well. When I You was, said about your big house, right? Yeah, yeah, I was in a big house and I was always afraid of ghosts popping up. Like I wasn't afraid of them doing anything to me. I didn't I didn't think that far into it, but I was afraid of ghosts popping up and scaring me or whatever. Um kind of a weird, like, little schizophrenic fear. But I was I was afraid Sometimes when I was in bed, um, because I had read this on like Reddit or something, or maybe even 4chan, um, because I had spent I had, I spent four years on 4chan between um, 2008 and 2012. So the, some people consider that to be the best years of 4chan in terms of. Content. 4chan was
1: lit for a little while, and like killed was people a and while. shit. It's I cool. I
0: spent I spent four years on B between like the B random the 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 random. Um, subreddit between 2008 and 2012. It's like reddit back in the day. It was. Before it was, reddit took over. It was reddit unleashed and, and there you know, there wasn't weird shit like... Um, and they hacked people as well. It's, yeah, talking, it's kind of scary but yeah. if you're on their team it's chill. Yeah so there was some weird shit that I read on there. Maybe was, maybe people, people were trying to scare each other or whatever but there were people <laughs> who talked about ghosts pulling sheets off of them when they're in bed and sometimes like, I still think about that um here and there when i'm you know this age now but that that was something i was really afraid of was okay for one thing i was afraid of you know when i had settled in bed i was afraid of a ghost pulling the sheets completely off of me because you can't hide yeah because you 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 feel like you can hide from ghosts under your blanket (laughs) yeah for whatever reason you know you always go
1: boom i did
0: that weeks ago
1: not to disrupt from your story but i I woke up randomly at about 3 a.m and i felt something go on my hand. And I was like... Wah! And I like hit under my blanket. And I just fell asleep. And I woke up in the morning. And it was like... Eh, whatever. Like, what the fuck was that? I was you like... I don't know what that was. But yeah. I fell asleep. And it was chill.
0: I had this... Okay. So this is a kind of interesting insight into the the, the mental um, dealings of Josh Dowie. But um, back then, I was afraid at bedtime of some like weird, ghostly, um, sinister presence being at the edge of my bed. And I was afraid... Um, like it had red eyes and it was like kind of a ghostly froggy looking thing, kind of like a, a little wide mouth or whatever. Um, I was afraid of that being at the edge of my bed. And as long as I didn't open my eyes, it was, it wasn't, it wouldn't be there. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't understand it was He's, there. Yeah. Why does our brain take us to there? Because I don't believe in the realism of that. But what I do believe in is our fear of that and, and, and our, um, like, why, why do us as humans... Like, why do we believe, for one thing, that we feel safe under our covers? And then, for one for another thing, why do we feel afraid of those presences being there when we are in bed? I think that, um... If, so, entertaining
1: that there are ghosts. I think that they definitely thrive off fear. Why? I think I th- why? Because, here's my theory. I think that ghosts actually can't do shit.
0: So, okay, judgment aside. <laughs> judgment aside. Do you believe in ghosts? Because you you have clearly had an experience. Before. I've I've had
1: multiple paranormal experiences and I must say I'm still ambivalent. I don't know. I've literally, I've seen things in my face before mm. and I'm still not sure if like I'm what? tripping. Like
0: what? Like, give, me, give me the most intimate experience. Okay. Had, uh, aside from being... I'll give you, I'll give you two. I'll give
1: you two that really made me question reality. Yeah. One was I was living in this house, um, Onslow Street in, in Perth, WA, Western Australia. Um, and I was I was sleeping in the same room as my mom. Yeah. Um. And I was in bed. I woke up randomly again at like three a.m. And don't you think you would be comforted by the
0: presence of your mom in that room? I like do. That, that you would be yeah, protected. I felt
1: protected. Yeah. I woke up randomly, and all this is all I remember. I woke up. I looked over at my mum's sleeping body. And I saw something coming out of it. People are going to think I'm fucking crazy. I'm just saying, this could be a dream. So you, so
0: you legitimately, as a person, you saw something coming out of her body. Yes. We're not talking, um, like... Could be because I was, I don't know, could be because I was half asleep. I'm just
1: saying... You could have hallucinated I'm just, it. I'm,
0: look, I'm... But I'm give, give, me, give me your account of it, because I, pe- I will, people already will take this with a grain of salt. Yeah. They will they will understand yeah. that this is your experience. All, I,
1: all, I'm saying, all I'm saying, this is at the age of 10, and I'll tell you one when I was 17. I'm just going to say my experience as I perceived it. This is as my memory recalls it. It's up to you to do whatever you want with the information. So I was 10 years old. I woke up randomly and I saw a shadow like coming out of my mom's body. So moved. I saw some, I saw a head of something like coming out of my mom's chest. The head? Yes. Like a head of what looked to be a small human okay. coming out of my mom's chest. And I closed my eyes because I was so scared. I was like, what? Fucked up thing to see Yeah And then I You know when you crack your eyes like this You peek You're like Yeah I look like that There was a, there was someone standing in front of my bed And I was like <laughs> And a full body Yeah And I I like a face in my face mm-hmm. So I pulled the blanket over my head I was so scared Yeah
0: And then Cause that's gonna protect you somehow
1: Yeah And then I And then I was like Alright dude Like if someone's broken into your house You have to defend yourself So I opened my eyes But ass. you know
0: it's not a fucking human
1: I was like, I opened my eyes out of my blanket and I like just peeked through the crack thinking that the face would be closer. Yeah. And it was gone. Completely gone. Yeah. Why? So I have no idea. So again, I don't know what that was, but that, that happened when I was 17. Um, a similar experience happened. I woke up cause I felt like I was being watched and I was like, well, By what? I have no idea. You know when, you know when, like, you know, for example, do you have an idea of what it might've been? If you, no, like, if you're playing Smash, for example, and I, like, peek around the corner, and you just feel like
0: someone's watching you, mm-hmm.
1: you get that feeling. So you, can
0: feel, you can feel when someone's watching
1: you. Yeah, like, I feel like,
0: I do believe that humans have okay, a kind so, of sense. Okay, so, a question. What do you think would conjure that feeling within a human being that someone else is watching them, even if there is no sense perception immediately available to them? I think I think it's this, that we evolved, if you think about it, before we had
1: flashlights, before we had guns, before we had things that could, intele- like, defend ourselves from the advanced intelligence that we have above other animals in that order like you know leopards and lions can't create fucking rifles Legitimately. so now now we have a house that's protecting us when you when we used to live in the bush or like live in fuck, nomadically we had to have a almost like a sixth sense it's like like for, for example a cat it's lying on the couch it's just mm-hmm. sleeping yeah. you go to pat it and it's like yeah. and it like looks at you and it knows it has this sense that you're about to touch it yeah um, so I think that us as human beings We must have used to be like that We sleep by a fire And, and a mountain lion comes close And we're like ah, what? Shit. what is it? Something's watching us Something yeah. there's, there's danger There's a presence nearby mm-hmm. So I think that it's, It doesn't necessarily have to be dangerous every time But like You're sleeping I come into your room I feel like you're going to start to come like Something's in my room mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so when I was 17, I had this feeling that something was in my room and usually it's my mom like coming in to just give me a pat on the head or like, you know, give me a kiss or something. No, like that.
0: that was something that happened regularly. Yeah.
1: She, she used to, she used to, um, cause you know, I was in my
0: rebellious phase and I wasn't like in the best communications with her. So she used So, to come- so you would, you would do your rebellious <laughs> shit. That at the end of the day, you would go to bed and sleep, and she would still give you like a kiss goodnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she'd come by when I wasn't being a tough rebellious yeah. kid, and she'd yeah. be like, "Love you" or
1: something like yeah. that. Um. So that, that's awesome that your mom would do that for you. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. Um, keep going, I, keep going. I woke up and I thought maybe my mom was in the room, and I th- yeah. I saw what looked to be, and again, this is just my re- recollection. Take whatever you will with it. Mm-hmm. But I lo- saw what looked to be a. 17 to 18 year old woman standing at the edge of my bed and when i'm waking up i was like what the fuck that must be my mom mm-hmm. and it was like a dark silhouette because there was light coming from outside into my room mm-hmm. um and i was like it was just like a from dark the s- moon or from the no it's from my." I, I turned the hallway light on because i was scared
0: okay i was like scared of the dark so coming from under the, the door so or? it was like my my bedroom was like this my bed was here explain explain this to the audio listeners
1: it was, so my bed was in the back of my room. Yeah. My, my door was at the front corner of my room and there was light leaking in through there of which I could see people coming to my room. Mm-hmm. So that was my mum. Yeah. And I was like, oh, must be mum. So I was like, why is my mum just like standing at the edge of the bed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, I, hey. I was like, mum, mum. Mum mm-hmm. Didn't answer Yeah, And I'm like Okay Am I fucking tripping out right now So like, Sit up And I'm like wob- Rubbing my eyes I'm like Okay this is I literally went like this And like To wake myself up And yeah. I was like <sighs> Like no There's this person Still standing at the edge of my bed and I was like, okay, so what I'm thinking has happened is like someone's broken into so, my house. Okay, interesting. Are you moving
0: in this scenario? Yes. Are you I able sat to move? up out of my bed. Because, because the, way that I, the, the way that I, yeah, yeah sleep paralysis yeah. is the way that I understand this. Yeah. However, you're, you're able to move in this scenario. I
1: sat up and I slapped myself in the face. I'm yeah. like, am I awake physically? right now? No, yeah, because I was face. like, am I, aw-? I was questioning myself. I was like, am I awake? Yeah. You know, I was like slapping my face. Yeah. And, and I see this thing at the edge of my bed. And I'm like, this thing, this I'm like 18 year old, this, what, what looks to be woman. a 17 to 18 year old woman in yeah. like a, in the dress, And, and I'm like, okay, so this is what I think's happened. Someone, my must've left the front door unlocked. Someone's broken into my house. Yeah. I've woken up as they're stealing shit. Yeah. And now they're standing at the edge of my bed. Like, oh shit, what do I do? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I think I might have to fight right now. Mm hmm. So I'm like, because you're used to fighting Yeah I'm like slapping my face I'm like well Fight or flight I'm not gonna hide under my bed When there's actually a person here Cause mm-hmm. they could just Stab me through my Fucking blanket and you're You are also I okay,
0: okay so they could stab you But also you are A very experienced fighter You understand how to Handle physical conflict Yeah I'm like Well I'm I, I need to defend
1: my house Right now Before mm-hmm. they get to my mom Or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck So there's this thing Standing at the edge of my bed I don't know if it's a person Whatever and so I'm like slapping my face and it's not disappearing. I'm like, I, I counted my head 10 seconds because usually, so like.
0: I, so you have affirmed this thing as tangible. You have yeah. affirmed this thing as of the physical realm.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, uh, usually after 10 seconds after waking up, you get out of the grogginess and things disappear. Ish. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm, I'm sitting up in my bed now slapping my face and there's a thing still standing at the edge of my right. bed. So then. So it's there. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, it's definitely there. Um, there's definitely a person at the edge of my bed, and I can't fully see them because, you know, the light's not on. Come have a seat. So, um... Lean back, lean back, lean back. <coughs> Make sure you see yourself. When oh, shit, 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 shit. Okay. That's all zoomed in. Yeah. Um, so, essentially, um, I'm sitting up in my bed, slapping my face. This thing's not disappearing. So, I'm like, okay, so I'm not visualizing shit. I'm going to have to face something right now, whether I like it or not. There's something in my house. I get I pull my blankets up I step onto the ground the moment my foot touches the ground this presence just hovers backwards it's not walking it's hovering backwards looking at me it's disappearing no it's receding. no receding it's not ho- it's not disappearing it's hovering backwards like as if someone was walking backwards out of my room it's retreating yeah it's retreating out of my room as soon as it gets to the door i sprint towards the door and i'm and i can't see anything i'm mm. like mom I look around because I just live with my mom. Mm-hmm. Her room's shut. I open the door. She's like stone cold asleep. And that's my closest experience with like in regards to your question. The Those couple of experiences were the closest thing. Now, what I'm saying is that this is my theory. Mm. Unless it touches me, I don't believe it's paranormal. It could be my head. It could just be in my head. Because unless there's something that grabs you and leaves a scratch or something, it's like, okay, that's a proof that there was a physical being there. It's physical proof. But, but, but if I'm just running around at nighttime, that could easily be my my, my brain.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? And and knowing you, you are a very creative human being. Yeah. You are a director, writer, actor, producer. I could have just thought of it. And, you know, yeah, you could have entirely dreamed that thing up. Yeah, It, it could have been some low level dream that had merged with your own reality reality exactly
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah I the only experience I have ever had paranormally um I haven't had anything in waking life um as a as a younger man I was afraid of things popping up when I was around jump my scares. house at night time yeah jump scares um I think t- movies have taught me to be afraid of things at around nighttime. the corner yeah just, <laughs> there was this weird thing There's this weird there was this my my house had many rooms. It was, I was I lived in a duplex when I was younger, and there was there was a living room, and then there was a front living room where we would put the couch. Um, this is kind of funny. What's going on? Um, but I I had this weird little theory that um, Satan was behind my couch, <laughs> uh, behind the behind the second living room couch um and got nothing better to do but i'm on your couch nothing man nothing my mind was just traveling yeah and and that theory was debunked by just weirdly enough getting drunk and moving around my house and being like fuck you take me um the most paranormal experience i had was um going to sleep and i would have these dreams um in the upstairs bathroom of having some form of an argument with a ghost like fuck you like i was, I was like full-on like arguing with this ghost was like get the fuck, get the fuck out of my house, get the fuck, you are not fucking welcome here, get the fuck out, like, I was, like, fucking angry at this, go, like, do not, do not be here, do not terrorize my family, do not, like, just get, get the fuck out, and, and that was, that was the extent of whatever paranormal experience I had had in my own home, just being, like, get the fuck out, because, it was a dream, it was a dream, it was a full-on dream, that was my only experience with paranormal, with uh, the, the realm of the paranormal, um, could you grab some dog cut okay? <laughs> thank you for joining us everybody this has been episode 37 this has been a very interesting episode lots little, of stuff little deep dive on Dan Ganane he is one of my closest friends and he will be back bet your fucking bottom dollar unless we have a fucking weird ass argument about
1: like if i become a ghost he's gonna not welcome me into his house that's that because he's racist um, against ghosts and that's trans
0: transparent transparent but <laughs> uh, <laughs> um yeah if uh, if i had my own way he would be back on this show often um and you can you can catch him on instagram at incidentganane or at uh, incident kicks yeah yeah, Instagram is the actor one. If you want to see me doing flips, go to yeah, Instagram. You can catch him on there. We just came up with a little Christmas thing. And um yeah, thank you for watching. Thank you, Wes. Thank you, Greg, thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Brody. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Colin, for the fucking intro. Thank you everybody for watching. And uh this has been episode thirty seven, it's been a very interesting one. I'm so drunk. But um thank you everybody for watching. He doesn't We're- drink often, so Cheers to Josh. That's uh I wish we had eggnog. We do. Uh, but, um, yeah, we do. So, um, thank you everybody for tuning in. There are many podcasts to watch online. And if you are watching this one all the way to the end, like, I really do appreciate that. Like there, You, you have so many hours in a day. And and you have spent whatever well, watching. It. Well, it's like, no, this has been interesting. It's been it's been a really interesting one. So thank you so much for watching this. I really do appreciate you. This has been Get Up episode 37 with Dan Ganane. He is one of my closest friends and I really enjoy having him around. So give him a big round of applause and uh, yeah, I'll uh, catch you on episode 37. Bye-bye. Next Monday. Um.